0: Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the best of Neil Rogers. No live calls will be taken today. Neil is on tape. Okay, that tape for mini disc, but he's not here. Please don't call. The opinions heard on the Neil Rogers Show are those of the host and callers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Beasley Read Acquisitions or the Beasley Broadcast Group, its management, or anyone else for that matter. Now remember, this is the best of Neil. Do not call. Put the damn phone down. Just relax and enjoy on 560 QAM.
1: Can't beat that gator meat. Neil got out. W
2: Q A. Where the faggot is?
3: Alright.
4: Boys,
5: I'm wretched. Both my teeth I'm stretching. Ruined my underwear Didn't fake it on time I got streaks The TV guide I'm wanting
4: I could use another newspaper too I've been here too long Here on the crapper Crapper Wonder, the kind that you flatter hey, I here,
5: have a big bad impression A ring from all of the presents Could be resulting from anything Too much butter, fat cream, or me <laughs> Now every time I stand up I'm reminded that I should get back down
4: humble, humble, humble,
5: humble. Oh, too, too here on the Damn god! the
3: I'll tell you one thing, I learned something this morning Beyond a shadow of a doubt
1: Can't beat that gator meat 10.03 at
3: 560 WQM, happy Wednesday to you what, what is this obsession in this town with college sports? And not only college sports, but college How far would you say it is? About uh, 300 miles to Gainesville? I've never been there More More? 350 miles? That's about right. No, it's 400 miles to Jacksonville It can't be uh, that okay, like 300 miles away the stuff that's going on here, does anybody care about that? No. But Gainesville, man, they're obsessed with Gainesville. Maybe we need to get an education here today. Maybe we need to talk to some people, not about the gators. Who care. I saw a uh, license tag. I'm going to get my mail last night at my post office box. And there's a guy in front of me. He's got a, a, uh, one of those specialized license tags with a picture of a gator on it. And it says, no, no, a picture of a, a seminal uh, thing. It said, no gators was the thing. N-O-G-A-T-O-R. No gator. Don't you want to, like, stick your finger kind of like in your nose? I mean, because every time I see either Steve Spurrier or Bobby Bowden, I mean, forget about Terry Bowden. You know something? He saw a picture of himself on TV with a white shirt and the baseball cap, and he said, I'm so dang embarrassed, i got to get out of here. And he uh, just ran off and quit. He hauled ass and quit. But what is it about college sports in this town? I mean, I thought this was like a sports station, because I see a piece of mail that Greg Reed got this morning, which, thank God, he shared with me. Because we like to know when the end is near. And it says, get rid of Neil Rogers, we want sports. Unsigned, of course. No signature, no address, no nothing. Get rid of Neil Rogers, we want sports. Even though his ratings are like uh, double anybody else on the station. you realize that, oh, did we get a response on that where the uh, 10 to 2 numbers are yet? No. Well, why not? Let's get with it over there, okay? It's Wednesday already. The book came out on Friday. Let's get those 10 to 2 numbers so we have our own real numbers these four hours. And we can sit here and brag about them, how great they are like kind of morning drive and afternoon drive, put together in some demographics. And they bring it in more money, making more money than any other day part. But let's get rid of Neil because he don't want to talk sports, and he especially don't want to talk about that nose-picking gator crap and Seminole crap. And we're going to send the big black guy away. We're going to send him out wide, and he's going to run like a mother scratcher, and we're going to throw him the ball, and we're going to score, score, score. And
6: I mean, get serious, will you please?
3: So I noticed, and of course when I do talk sports, there's no response anyway because they talk about a real sport like hockey, which we got the game with the Red Wings tonight, and we got a 1,000 unsold tickets for that, including the 500 Panther Pack. So please, let's fill that joint up. I heard Gord Murphy on with the worst team this morning. Nice going, Gordy. Good guy. Very articulate. He actually said something, but not everything that he would like to say, I'm sure, but nonetheless. And they had no calls about that. In fact, up until the Gators apart, they had basically no calls. There was some Schwarzer called it about some dolphin injury, and not Craig Erickson, but somebody else I never heard of, and uh, that was it. Some Schwo. But there wasn't any uh, discussion about the uh, situation with uh, Whitney, which he may now play on a second line. We understand if he does, you know who to thank for that. Yeah, I understand that Terry Murray was having big, gigantic <laughs> movements yesterday during the course of this show. See, this ain't one of those places where uh, you can run and hide because I'm going to expose all the crap you guys are doing, even if we get no response to it. Like I said, they had no calls about that this morning, and they were going on and on at great length about the benching of Whitney and Stela and about Terry Murray being a hard ass, and they had Gordon Murphy on there. Did they have one call about that? No. No, but we had, all, all Depot's got to do is get out that, uh, get out Geldy's goat, which I think is the one that Terry and Brian Murray were photographed doing. Get that goat out and start with that gator stuff, and here, here they come, one after another after another, with one finger in their nostril, one in their rectum, and start with that gator crab. And here we are in Miami. You know, it's interesting. The one call I did here was the guy who sat up there on Gainesville Radio. They don't talk about the Hurricanes. They talk about the gators. They talk about the, what they're doing up there, which they're not in the same conference. Uh, you know, what, what, what's the uh, big deal? What's the attraction? But because we have so many people down here who had the misfortune of going to school up there, See, I went to a school where we have a crappy football team, Michigan State. We had a couple of good years, you know, 67, a couple of good years along the way, over the years. But you know something? Does anybody really care all that much? No. I mean, there's plenty of corruption and plenty of a scandal and plenty of illiterate uh, jocks up there. But does anybody really care? No. went to Michigan State, whether the team loses or not? we got a great hockey team. But do we care about the fact that our football team sucks? No. And that Michigan, year in and year out, like this year, almost every year beats the snot out of us? We beat Notre Dame this year. There you go. That's our claim to fame. We don't need to do anything else. But these people that go to school at some college and right away they become obsessed with a football team, obsessed like it's a replacement substitute for a life. I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's sports talk in this town, not professional sports, college sports. I'm going to tell you something. Maybe we can actually work it down to a meaningful level. We can start talking high school sports. How about junior high sports? How about? Kindergarten sports. All right. All right, there's a kid over there who plays at Miami High. About seven years old, baby. He's gonna be. He's growing. He's about six two already. Six years old, six two, hung like a moose. And we're gonna send him out there. He's gonna go out wide, and he's gonna run like a mother. He's gonna run a goddamn cross, and they're gonna heave that thing up there. They're gonna do a hail mary. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Don't you think it's uh, unbelievable? I do. It's amazing to me that grown people, that adults are so obsessed and so and just so full of, like, psychosis about this, like it's important, like the future of the world depends on Gator football or Seminole football or Hurricane football, depending on who got the uh, biggest, uh, you know, shows this year, stuff like that. Isn't that what it really is all about, who's got the biggest shows Because I'm going to tell you, Steve Spurrier and Bobby Bowden, you put the two of them together, and you still have minus points in the IQ column. Yahoo! Every time I see those guys, Yahoo! That's what comes to mind. I think of the things that are wrong with the state of Florida. Not the things that are nice about it, like the weather most of the time, like those nice pretty palm trees, stuff like that. But I think of the things
6: that are wrong when I see those guys, like kind
3: of like, yeah, I got my finger all the way up to where my brain used to be. In fact, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they had their finger up there so much where the brain used to be, they kind of like scratched it out. When in doubt, it kind of fell out. You know what I'm talking about? I think
0: you do. Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The Best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The Best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The Best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The Best of...
1: Hand-beat that gator me. Hand-beat that go, gator
3: me. So George just
7: had some hysterical
3: lunatic on the phone, which I wish we could have gotten him on the ear. We always get those people like in the middle of the break, otherwise I could punch it up right on the ear. Screaming hysterically, which I don't know what he was all bent out of shape about. The fact that uh, I discuss sports, therefore I'm a hypocrite. I don't discuss sports. I talk about hockey, which is a level above all the other sports in a class by itself. How about that game last night, even though it was a scoreless tie? Dominic Hasek, fourth straight shot out of the Rangers. Hashik was great. Richter was great. Unbelievable. Oh. Saw most of that. Saw the Beezer play great last night for the Flyers, beating St. Louis 2-1. to one. See, I talk about real sports that real men watch, okay? Not college football, which is for overgrown children. I mean, how, why don't we talk about college uh, soccer? How about lacrosse? Very big in colleges up there in the Ivy League. They play lacrosse. How about college uh, golf? Huh? College swimming. College diving. That's what Greg Lucenas always said. Divers do it deeper. That's what he said. Now look what happened to him. I mean, let's, uh, you know, get into the nitty-gritty. That's the problem with this town. You don't hear it. Like during the uh, Marlins thing this year. I mentioned this yesterday. Is there any intelligent discussion about baseball?
8: Hey, uh, Eddie, you think LeBron's gonna
3: win 20 games this year? <laughs> That's the level of conversation you got about baseball in this town. This Mike Piazza thing. If we had real sports fans in this uh, in this town, and by the way, it ain't no cheaper to go see uh, ball games in this town than it is any place else. In case you missed that, and, uh, didn't notice. People be screaming about this. They would be having a nervous breakdown. And by the way, the Mets only paid 30 million dollars more for the whole deal than the next highest offer. Smart move there, Mets. But do we have any comment about that? No. no. They talk about college sports, That's all, and, and even what they do talk is caca, nonsense.
9: Oh, my school's better than yours is in default. Where would you go to school? You're some kind of a 7 oh, my God. You're some kind of a hercoon.
3: That's not sports talk. That's caca. That's baby crap. That's uh, like that. So the, the notion that uh, I'm the evil one on here, there must be a reason that all these people are tuned in, like the guy that was screaming at you that claims he's going back to change his radio right now, who listens every single goddamn day and is listening as I speak right now, but doesn't have the cojones to call and speak to me and wants to berate you because he's such a macho man? He's probably a goddamn gator, if you ask me. And you know something? The gators, the Seminoles, and the Hurricanes, they can all kiss my big fat... Rectum. ...and I don't give a crap about any of them. Except I do like to see the Huracunes lose. I do like that. I'll confess to that. I was very, very sad when Dave Lamont was shrieking and yelling and screaming at the end of that West Virginia game on Saturday that the field goal was wide right or wide left or wide something because I couldn't understand what he was saying because he was screaming so goddamn loud as if it was about something very important, which it wasn't. But nevertheless, I do enjoy seeing them lose because, number one, of the corruption of the program, and number two, because of the phone It's a phantom thing in this town. They couldn't even sell out the FSU game, with 60% or 80% of the people who were there were Seminole fans, they couldn't even sell out that game, could they? No. That's right. But if they should have, like, one of their glory years again, all of a sudden, then they'll be packing 80,000 phony phonies. Run- this town is great for that, front-running phonies. Very big on that. So I'll talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about, thank you, and the response will be just the same, none, nil, just like I heard this morning. See, I feel much better about it now. There's only one person on this station that gets phone calls. That's Hank. Have you noticed that? Hank. No, seriously, Hank can sit down and do his three or four minutes or five minutes or whatever and ramble on. And there you go. Here's, uh, Tom and, uh, Davey, one after another after another. Now, most of them are, of course, compulsive gamblers, but nevertheless, I salute Hank the fact that his phones, uh, bring off the hook. Morning show, do they get calls? No. Do we get calls? No. Forget get it. I gotta bust, I gotta pop a bone to get these bastards off their ass. They're out there. Just like that guy that's calling you, screaming and hollering, but they're intimidated. See, I'm supposed to be the limp-wristed fag. They're supposed to be the macho man. And, of course, they're hiding behind the the anonymity of the telephone, which is, I mean, even less excuse for them not having the Bacons to talk to me. But they just can't do it. Can they do it? No. No. I want to hear right now from some people that tell me about Gainesville. What do you give me a look like that for? I've never been to Gainesville. I would like to find well, out nice something about town. what kind of a community. Is it, is it kind of like Lakeland? I've driven through Lakeland. That's a horrible place. I've never driven through Lakeland. But it's it's nice. a, is it it's kind of, of like I- Lake East. City? I've driven through, uh, is it like that, where they have a horse country, a lot of horses' asses running around?
2: You know, it's a college town, a lot of young people running around, a lot of bricks, a lot of uh, ivy on the walls. Cream. Ivy you can go full heat to Ivy on the better. walls
3: are you making it sound like kind of like Harvard now something like that like no, Ivy League No it's just a, like Dartmouth a, a or a Penn or Cornell or whatever Ivy League school kind of like Brown No oh Oh, I would not know like an institution anything, of like. higher learning I mean does anybody learn anything in Gainesville is it like a, no. like a real school you learn how to drink Well you can do that at any school I'm still waiting Gainesville people 5670560 oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line we want one person to give us a uh, before we get into anything else here this morning because I'm I'm fascinated with the obsession with this gator thing here. I mean, I know that there are people, the the animal huggers, who are into gators very. Has anybody ever seen any gator <coughs> droppings? Because I thought I heard a few this morning during the course of the last half hour of that show. Gator droppings. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Hey, uh, I moved on here a few months ago um, from Houston. Yes. I moved on here during the time when. Um, the baseball team was selling out all their, their star players. Yeah, And I remember you were, you were ranting and raving about that. You were uh, giving away your tickets and different things, and you right. were trying to influence... Uh,
3: and nobody cared.
10: Right, but I remember that you were saying that you weren't against the players. You were trying to send a message, or we should send a message, to Wayne Heizenga. Mm-hmm. My question to you is this, though. Now that we've got hockey aren't we still supposed to be trying to send a message to him and not supporting the uh,
3: hockey I've, I've already I've already said that. I'm, uh, hockey, for me, is uh, a way of life. It's more than just a sport, and I don't care who the owner is. Hockey, to me, is more important than Wayne Huizenga or any one person. I don't give a crap who owns the team, in addition to which he claims he's going to be selling the team. I hope he does real soon. Okay. I don't care about that. So then, yeah, I, and I've already said that. You know, it does make me a hypocrite. I've already admitted that, but hockey is more important to me than worrying about who the goddamn owner is. But okay. I mean, but, but let's face it, I mean, as bad as the team is, it's not like the hockey team like, had a whole bunch of superstars that we gave away and we dismantled the team. I mean, we had a crappy team last year, and it looks like we got a pretty uh, crappy team again this year. It's not like he did the same thing there. He he slapped the fans in the face with the Marlon thing, okay? He went out and he bought a championship team, spent a lot of money for it, and then he he, he said, well, we've got to have a new stadium, you know, we're not going to be able to keep the Marlins here and then uh, you know he, he gave everybody away and they still didn't care they lost 108 games and nobody still cared about it
10: well I, 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 I missed um, I missed that segment where you uh, you made that statement I, but said, I, it many, just...
3: I said it many times yeah. and I'm saying it to you again here
11: okay thank you sir. in
3: addition to which I don't pay for the hockey tickets this station buys my hockey tickets I buy a soda for about 250 or 275 or three and a quarter whatever diet soda is in it that's all the money he gets out of me
6: all right, now. Yeah. Okay. Have nice an And back to you.
3: Okay, there we go. Is any Gainesville people online? No. Anybody online this morning? No. No, not a one. See what I'm saying? Is that a difficult thing to find out? Somebody who lives in, lived in Gainesville, somebody who went to school there. we got to find out what the hell is the big attraction with Gainesville. Maybe it's even more exciting than East Lansing. You think so? No. Ann Arbor? No. Columbus? No. Christopher? No. Five six i will wait. I'll sit back here and wait. This is going to be just like yesterday all over again. No, no music. I'll wait. Let that transmitter kick off. 567-0560, oh five sixty, pound five sixty on a mobile one line. This is one of the great mysteries of my life. Gainesville, Gator droppings. Let's hear it. Come on. How long do you think this is going to take? And see this one guy, the first guy that calls, he wants to do not, you know, not like a full blown shot, but little shot of me, aren't I a hypocrite? Yes, I am about the hockey thing. And like I said, I don't care who the goddamn owner is. Hey, just look around, just keep looking around you. Five six
6: seven, oh five sixty, pound five sixty, on the mobile one line. Good cigar this morning, by the way.
3: Twenty-two after ten at five sixty. WQM. Hank will be here at two from Shula Steak. Two. We got the Booster at six. We got the Panthers and the Detroit Red Wings seven o'clock tonight. Any interest in that? No. No. Just one. Did I? You think I asked a difficult question? Seriously, I want an honest answer. Do you think that that was a difficult? I mean, if the see see the point I'm trying to make. If there's all this interest in this gator crap and gator football and this redneck Steve Spurrier, then there must be some connection with Gainesville. It's 300 effing miles away from here. And I'm waiting to hear what it is, and I can't get one. And you know they're all listening. Every goddamn one of them, including this jackass that wrote the anonymous postcard, get rid of Neil Rogers, we want sports. And I'm trying to learn. I want you to learn me something, okay? And I still can't hear nothing here about Gainesville, which evidently is a hell of a lot more important than anything else that's going on. Five six seven, oh five sixty. Are these lines working? Oh, guess what? The phone ain't working. How do you like that? I'm sitting here screaming and yelling and carrying on. The phone's not working. How did the one guy get through?
12: Hello. Hello. Hello? Yeah, I do. I like to.
3: The... How? The, where did Where did you come from?
12: I just called from a uh, mobile in Boca.
3: How long ago? Uh,
13: I, I've been, it's been ringing for about 10, about 10, 10 rings.
3: Our phone, I'm sitting here. You know something? I could be saying every word now. The phone's broke. It might be. No,
12: it might be. It I'm is. Calling, I'm calling about Gainesville, though. Okay,
3: let's hear it, pal. You're on.
12: Cla- class of 96 graduate. Went yeah. there for five years.
3: And tell me all about Gainesville. What is it uh, so well, that's
12: it's I
2: guess it's your consummate college town. I've been to some other college towns, and I thought Gainesville was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Better than East Lansing?
3: Better than East? No, I don't know.
2: I've never been up there. Oh. I've, I've only been to a couple. Definitely of,
3: better than Ann Arbor. I
2: Only to been to a that. couple of schools in the south. So, can't beat that Gator meat. <laughs> you know. So you know, I I can't talk about East Lansing and Columbus and places like that. My brother did go to Columbus about a month ago though, for a football game, and he said and he he really had a great time. He said that you know of course the people in Ohio are very nice, and that Columbus was a great college town. Yeah, he said it is. It was,
14: Columbus
3: it was is a good.
2: It was a little bit comparable to Gainesville, except that it was just a much bigger city, and of course you've got the different weather and the different. But I mean, but I mean, people. other
3: because I hear people saying, "Well, of course they sell out every game in the football game because there's nothing else to do there." You know, I hear that all the time.
2: They, they, you know, that's they, they do say that, that's true. But you have to remember that about half the people that uh, that go to those games come from all around. They drive up from here, you know, from Tampa, from Jacksonville. So I mean, the population of Gainesville probably. I'm not gonna say it doubled, but it goes up by a lot on game day. Now, the what, what's, is...
3: the, uh, what's the what's the what's um, uh, the at the University of Florida, what's the uh, student population?
12: Right now it's right around forty thousand.
3: Forty thousand. And they do seventy thousand uh and some for the games, right?
2: Eighty five.
3: Eighty five. Eighty five and sell out every game of course.
2: That's right. Every game sold out, even if we're playing uh deaf and dumb you or if we're playing Florida State, it doesn't matter.
3: Oh you're calling the hurricane's name deaf and dumb you now? Can't you no, go no, go no, no, get no. Your
2: meat. I'm talking about like those little cream puffs that we played open the season.
3: Right. Well, everybody's got to do that, you know. And, you know,
2: again, the reason why we do that is because, you know, our fans. See, the only,
3: only problem is up in East Lansing we tried that, too, but every now and then they beat us, so it didn't work out to you. <laughs> like Central Michigan, Eastern, University yeah, of Detroit.
12: Luckily, luckily, that hasn't happened to us recently, so hopefully it won't happen in the
3: near future. Okay, pal. Go Gators. All right. See ya. Take care, Neil. Uh, now, this was the most revealing thing that has ever happened to me in my life. I've been broadcasting for 600 years. And I'm sitting here, and I'm getting uh, every day. I'm getting sabotaged over here. I'm getting a job. You saw it. You're always for it. Like I said, I hate this system. Getner, the Getner people. This suck. phone system. I'm going to tell you. I'd like to break the goddamn thing. Now I'm going to do a Hank Goldberg right here on here and lose it. I'm going to do a Hank right here and just totally lose it. Because I've been sitting here for goddamn ten months with a phone system that doesn't effing work. I'm sitting here saying to myself, even for a crank to be calling in, I mean, I know if we got anybody listening, something must be going on. I reach over here and I start pressing all the goddamn buttons. Now, let me ask you this. What happened after I did that that suddenly magically allowed the calls to start coming through, George? What happened? I just picked them up. It's still broken. So,
2: in other words, they don't ring. They don't ring or it doesn't show up on here. Now, I could go and reset the system to see if that helps, and it probably will. But that play, up on I'm going to
3: tell you something. This guy upstairs who wants to be a big shot, like I've told you before, Mr. Wannabe, we could get a goddamn erector set. We could get our own little goddamn teeny tiny transmitter and put it out here on 441. At least the people on 441 could hear the goddamn station in their cars, which they can't now. I could build a better goddamn studio with a guy with an erector set with a play toy than this man is put here for us. Ten months sitting here with a goddamn... And you remember in the beginning when the phones wouldn't drop off? We've had more effing technical goddamn problems and still got those big numbers. How do you like that for all you sports nerds that can't stand this show who
0: are all listening right now? I'm going to reset it during the break. Everyone will We ought to, to reset the,
3: the whole goddamn radio station
0: is what we ought to do. Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded, the best of Neil, on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded, the best of Neil, on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded, the best of...
10: This station stands for nothing. Cuckoo,
0: baby, let's turn this mother out. Puff the
15: magic rapper is on my TV. No one heard of him before or his name is Puff Daddy. I said that Puff the magic rapper won't be here that long. Not unless he learns to sing or to write a friggin' song. I said Puff the magic rapper is all over mtv only because someone shot notorious big that that guy maybe someone should tell him making it this way is wrong Picking at your dead best friends, decaying plus ball. Snoop Doggy Doggy
3: dog on the ball track. 10.33 at 5.60 WQM, a talk show without a phone that works. How do you like that? We're kind of used to it, though, aren't we, at, uh, uh-huh. by this point? Yeah. So, in other words, there were all these people calling. Every goddamn line had somebody on the other end, but they, they weren't ringing because the little green light don't come on in here. Like on line two here? <phone rings> See, oh, now, now the dial is in, but when it rings, it doesn't light up, is what you're saying to me? That's what I'm saying. Great. Okay, so we'll do the best we can as usual here on Slipshot Radio. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
12: Yeah, I'm a Florida graduate, and I got a little uh, stuff to spew on that city. Uh, a lot of people are calling out trying to make this a glorified town about Gainesville and yeah. the University of Florida. Let's face it, the nickname for that town is
16: Hogtown. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's known by the locals. <laughs> it's called Hogtown. Yeah. And number two, the only thing that's ever been beneficial out of the University of Florida is its marijuana growing. It's got some of the best weed in America. Now was, we're talking. The drug culture is phenomenal. And I don't oh, know what we did up there for four years. Is I got stoned, got laid, and uh, went to class once like a Like I week.
3: said, just like Ann Arbor, it sounds like to me.
16: It was a great town. I'll never forget it. I lost a few brain cells, but it
7: was worth every what, dollar what's my dad's the thing,
3: But what's the obsession down here? I mean, this gator thing, it's, it's bigger than the dolphins. It's bigger than all the other sports in this town put together. It's like a, like a mental sickness down here.
16: Well, seriously, if you go up there and you have to spend any time in Gainesville, it's like being under jailhouse arrest. It's, yeah. There's nothing to do. It's the most boring town in the world. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody goes to the
17: football games. If you're not getting high, you're going to the football games, you're getting laid. That's so When they're about bragging it.
3: about 85,000 people filling up every game, even when they're playing the Bump Fork U, it means nothing.
17: It means nothing. Those people aren't
16: from Gainesville. They travel, in, like the last caller said, they travel from all over the state of Florida. That's the biggest boosters in Florida are from Gainesville. they got the biggest booster club. But there's nothing going on in Gainesville. It's a depressing,
3: sad, pathetic town. <laughs> and it's, it's known as Hongtown, Town, and any local will call you up and tell you that's the big name. All right. Thank you, Neil. Okay, pal. Good day. Okay, George is on the way to see how good the weed is up there. We have uh, Now, did that ring? I already know how good it is. What do you mean? No, it's a, well, how good the weed out. is from Gainesville.
2: I visited friends up there, and yeah, he's right.
3: The place sucks, and there's nothing to do there but to get stoned. And get laid. And get laid. So what's wrong with that? What's everybody bitching about? Sounds okay to me. Two open lines a day. They won't ring. I don't know what's going on here. We ought to just play music today and teach these bastards a goddamn lesson. That's what we really ought to do. Stick us in here with a bunch of second-rate crap. Top-rated show in the goddamn market. Top uh, billing, top uh, rate. And By the way, do we ever get those numbers? No, from 10 to 2. Oh, and uh, I don't think we're
2: going to, at least not today. Why not? Duff is on vacation, and Greg will not be in today.
3: Okay, okay, so here you go. I want you to follow this now. Follow the bouncing ball, okay? The general manager Greg Reed with the uh, pasty suit—he won't be in today at all. And uh, the the program director, you think I get a lot of vacations? This guy, when he's here, he's on vacation number one. But now he's on another. What is this? It's the end of October. It's only his eighteenth week on vacation this year. Is that what the deal is? Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. So if there's something wrong, is there anybody? Oh, you know who's in charge? Oh my God! And she don't talk to us. That's right. The water Nazi, she's the one in charge. Maybe that's why it's taken them so long to get that goddamn parking lot fixed downstairs. You notice that? They're repaving the parking lot, the inside, for those of us big shots. That, that's like a major, that's like a 10-year project down there now. By the way, when
2: you go on vacation, can I borrow your clicker so I can park under the uh, building like a hot shot?
3: No. Next question. So this is fantastic. So so let's just let's just have a party here today, okay? Let's do our own thing. We got nobody running the place. It's on automatic pilot. They cranked in that automatic pilot switch, and we're just doing it like. And maybe it'll ring, and maybe there'll be somebody on there.
10: He's shit out of town,
3: <laughs> <laughs> your buddy. All right, that was great.
2: That was his call for this fifteen minutes. That, oh, what news call? Now which which buddy is that? That's the old guy. Oh, the
3: old guy yeah, the is dead today. Oh, with the death threats.
2: Yeah. You, me, everybody, the wife, the receptionist
3: upstairs. Yeah. Well, we'll get to him again. Have his number. Do you have his number? What is his number? The old guy that calls here and keeps making death threats and that wants to have his Call phone It's already been out? reported to Southern Bell. It's already been reported to Southern Bell. 305.
2: 948.
3: 948.
2: 3914.
3: 3914. He's been calling us for weeks. Some old crusty farter keeps calling here with death threats and all kinds of obscenities and obnoxious stuff, and uh, maybe you want to keep him busy today. What is it again? 3051
2: nine four eight nine four eight three nine one four three nine
3: one four because quite frankly we're so busy with calls here we don't have time to play baby crap with them. maniac here's a mobile in boca hello uh... neil yes sir
13: uh... something wrong with the phone yeah i know no no be- what happened before was uh... when i was trying to reach everything was busy and all of a sudden when you uh... went to ballistic there then all of a sudden the call started going through so. A little bit crazy. Yeah. I gotta, I, 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 I
3: gotta, I've, I've been feeling for the last uh, three or four months here somebody's diddling with his phone system. I mean, I can't prove it, but I have a very strong belief because I've been doing this too goddamn long. Yeah. Somebody's diddling with us.
13: Uh, a couple of things. Last Friday night, i saw you there at the game, we got the worst ever.
3: Yes, Friday was one of the all-time worst. Not the worst, but it was in the, certainly in the worst five.
13: Um, One of the worst performances. I mean, no enthusiasm. Uh, it, it was disgraceful.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely disgraceful. Uh, another thing. And, and so Boy. then he goes and benches the uh, two best players yeah, on the right, team. Exactly. And so, see, this is a guy when well, he came here, Terry Murray. I don't want to get started again, but I will. He said, well, these guys better perform because if they don't, they'll be sitting on the bench. Right. And in the meantime, the guys that don't perform, like uh, Kirk Muller and Niedermayer, they're in the lineup every goddamn night. And, uh, you know, he, want, he wants to take it out on the guys who are best players, which makes no sense at all to anybody.
13: How about the War Elf? It really pissed me off to watch. Remember when he dropped the gloves and the guy wouldn't engage? Was it Bashir? Well, who, who's the guy in number eight for this year Bashir. Bashir, yeah. I mean, it's like... Was Murray telling him to go out there and get something going, just you know, just to try and incite the team? Because uh,
3: I don't know, but uh, by the time he got into that fight, it was already four nothing. The game was all no, over, I, so it was totally meaningless. No, they, I, see, they're not going to get sucked into his stupid goon crap because yeah, they know that I, that number one, he really can't fight. Number two, he can't play. And other than that, how can, why is he out there so much? You know the truth when, you, is, when you got a team that can't score, why do you put Iron Hands and Marel out there all the time?
13: I, I disagreed with you a little last year. I really thought I saw some started to see some skills in this guy. He can't
3: play. I mean, I thought he he skated a little better in that exhibition game, but as far as being a real player, forget it. He's no player.
13: It was really disgraceful watching him. I mean, his stick-handling puckering is absolutely disgraceful. And all he did every time he he took a lot of cheap shots. By that time, I was so damn frustrated. You know, it was 4-0, which is when I left. But just to watch him out to try and engage somebody, it was it was really a disgraceful uh, performance. And by the uh, way, just...
3: speaking of Donald Brashear, who used to play for the Canadians, he's been around the league. Speaking of right. Donald Brashear from Vancouver, even though he is their goon, but nevertheless, he can play. He has skills. Yeah, I've seen exactly. him make some pretty damn good plays. He's a real player as opposed to just a goon who can't do anything out there and who keeps getting stuck out there over and over again.
13: This guy is like the Reggie Fleming back in the uh, in the 60s with the Rangers. Man, when all knew had to do was fight, when he was trying to fight a guy like John Ferguson yeah. from uh, from Montreal, Mon- mm-hmm. uh, you know, he would kick the crap out of him. But, but Ferguson could skate. Yeah. You know, Ferguson was a Well,
3: Morel get away with it because like everything else that's going on here, nobody gives a crap. Nobody says anything except me, and that's why I'm going to keep ripping in the ass.
13: Uh, I, I got a question for you. This is real serious. quick,
4: yeah.
13: Real quick. There's a topic in the uh, Palm Beach Post today. Can AIDS be transmitted from oral sex? Seriously? Yes. See,
3: they're saying it can't. They're saying I mean, it can't? Cannot, right. I, that, yeah. I I don't agree with that. That's not what yeah. I've read. All right. Good luck. Okay, and back to you. All right. Okay, we have uh, two open lines in day one and Broward. If they're ringing, we have no idea. But let's, uh... okay, I'm just checking because we don't have a phone system that works today, and we got no uh, nobody running the joint today. So we won't get those numbers that we're looking for. We won't get any assistance here because we're on automatic pilot, which means probably a lot of music
0: coming up. Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of
5: in Miami
14: Town.
16: Oh. At five six oh W Q N. Remember when you first got married, you were having great sex all the time. Now the years have worn on, and you and your spouse have been reduced to only oral sex.
14: You. No. Oh,
16: you. Well, that. Just because you're getting on in years doesn't mean you can't enjoy sex like the young studs you used to be. To learn how, you need to come on down to the Elder Lay Clinic, where our motto is, even if it's wrinkly, you can still get kinky. We'll teach you to turn your elderly disadvantages into sexual advantages, like the loss of deep throat gag reflex for women, the subtle loss of sensation in the penis for men resulting in great sex that lasts longer than ever, and, of course, wrinkly skin just means more surface area to lick. So remember, just because you look like a prune doesn't mean you're all dried up. Visit the elderly
3: clinic today. Okay, 1046 at 560 WQAM. Here's a Lady Mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello.
8: Hi, Neil. I think I'm losing you. No, I hear you. You? Oh, good. Do you hear oh, me? I, I was calling about the football.
3: Yeah. 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 I think we lost her. Okay, we have an open line in Broward. Two and date. Our phone system's all screwed up here. I, I'm not going to worry about the phone. Okay, you uh, do whatever you want with those assholes. Okay. She waited all of that time. We finally got her on. She was on the verge of like getting into a bad cell like OJ or whatever. And then all of a sudden she popped right out. That was the end of her. Anyway, John Grogan has a very interesting article this morning, which every now and then he does because John, I think John is really a closet atheist, even though he professes to be Catholic. Remember when we had all that business with the child molesting priest up there in Palm Beach County? And he wrote that article about how very difficult it is to keep going to church and what you tell your kids and all this hypocrisy and bullcrap and how corrupt it is, which we all know, of course. In his article today, headline says, Atheist looks to himself, not heaven, for answers. Frank Schiavone is 80 now. His arthritis flares up regularly, and he has a bad heart. He's feeling his age and his own creeping mortality, so is he preparing for the next life? Not a chance. Schiavone believes in many things, but God is not one of them, nor is eternal salvation. Once you're dead, you're dead, he says, sitting at the dining room uh, table of his modest condo in Lauderhill. You're no more than a car battery. Once it dies, you throw it away. Or maybe stick it in the ground. Giovanni is perhaps South Florida's most unapologetic atheist. As president of the Secular humanist of South Florida, he spends his days at the often lonely task of winning acceptability for the godless viewpoint. People like to think there's a place to go after they die, he said. If that makes them feel good, fine. But not Giovanni. His greatest aspiration for the afterlife is to fertilize the flowers over his grave. It's easy to reject the supreme being when you're young and healthy and the day of reckoning seems ages away, but what about when you're entering your ninth decade and statistically speaking, you're already well beyond your life expectancy? I asked the uh, lifelong atheist if with old age any doubt has crept into his belief of non-belief. No, he says, none. Not even a 1% chance there may be a God existing somewhere out there? No, he assures me, not even 1%. He is at peace with the utter uh, finiteness of human life. Is there such a word as finiteness? What more can I say, he adds, almost apologetically. I don't believe there's a God. I can't accept it. Schiavone was baptized Catholic and grew up in a heavily Italian Catholic neighborhood in New York. But even before he was out of grade school, he was questioning the existence of God. By the time he was a teenager, he had made up his mind that God was a creation of man, not the other way around. To me, religion is just an excuse for life, a superstition, he says. Yet as many churches and synagogues enjoy booming growth, Shivoni's group of aging secularists barely hangs on with its 80 members. What do they need a group for? See, that's what I don't understand. Why does it need to be a group of secularists? Many who might be tempted to join, he suspects, fear the social stigma of belonging to an openly atheist group. How do you like that? Oh, my God. Right. As we talk, I'm surprised to see a holy Bible sitting amid the clutter of newspaper clippings and hand-scribbled notes on the table. He anticipates my question. You always have to know what the enemy is doing, he says, and then his lips curl into a grin. I see he's joking. Schiavone doesn't consider religious believers the enemy. In fact, as a longtime peace and justice activist, he agrees with many of Jesus' teachings. The only belief he cannot endorse is the religion of intolerance. And atheists, he pointed out, are often demonized by the religiously devout. He points to a poll showing Americans would be more likely to elect as president an open homosexual than an atheist. Boy, am I in trouble. He calls the religious right the greatest menace to our country. Schiavone is less likely to quote the Gospel of Luke than the Gospel of Gertrude, Gertrude Stein, that is. Her words are inscribed on a plaque he displays. There ain't no answer. There ain't going to be any answer. That's the answer. It pretty much sums up Schiavone's own beliefs. Where the hell did the Big Bang come from? What's on the other side of the universe? It's beyond our ability to ever understand. He says, I don't even try. Sound familiar? One thing he does try to do is make a difference. We can't wait for somebody to come out of heaven to solve our problems, the aging atheist says. We as a human race have to solve them. Oh! Call him, John Grogan. And better by a Frank Schiavone, this old fart 80-year-old atheist. Which, like I said, I don't know why you need an organization. Like our DNA thing, it's not an organization. It doesn't cost you anything to join. We got bumper stickers, we got placards, we got uh, uh, all kinds of stuff, buttons. But we don't have to be organized because it's just common sense. Do no harm, DNH. But that's an interesting thing there. Never, it it brings back to mind a situation that happened with me years ago. We were doing those appearances at the uh, uh, Miami Miracle games up there at the stadium, the baseball stadium in Pompano Beach. And we had a crowd up there. I mean, we used to really fill up that place for a little minor league baseball. Thanks to Mike Beck, we had a great thing going there. We did a whole bunch of those appearances. And I think we broke the attendance record for the miracle at any rate. And we had all these people up there, so I'm signing autographs, I'm doing the whole thing. And then I walk in to see part of the game. You know, I walk around into the stadium, and there's an old fart sitting up there with some other people. And I look up, and I hear hear him say, I mean, he's one of those people who's talking about you, but make sure it's loud enough so that you can hear it. Or maybe his uh, hearing aid wasn't working that day. He's an atheist. Yeah, the guy says, oh, there's Neil. The guy said, yeah, but he's an atheist. And he gave him a look like, oh, geez, he's an atheist. I mean, I could have expected if he said, oh, he's a fag, you know, something like that. But this far transcended any of that stuff. And and, and that was the first time it ever dawned on me that there's this enormous stigma of not being one of the God people. Even if you're a
14: Neil God.
3: person, that's not good enough. You have to be one of the uh, the God people. So God bless you, Frank Ciavone, whoever the hell you are. Eighty years old, and he realizes once they stick in the ground, that's it. And he realizes the greatest danger we have is from religious intolerant lunatics like the ones who killed the doctor in Buffalo the other day. Oh, yeah, we believe we're pro-life. We don't believe in your life, but we're pro-life for those fetuses. Here's Miami. Hello. Uh,
12: yes, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, North Miami, Biscayne Park. Uh, just real quickly uh, about Gainesville. Uh, as an FSU fan, uh, I can grudgingly say that uh, Gainesville is a snorer town, but it's actually not a bad little town. Um, and as far as. As, as tonight,
3: compared to what? As compared to Tallahassee?
12: Well, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, what could be worse than Tallahassee?
12: It's, uh, you know, there, there's nothing that's going to compare to Miami, you know, as far as diversity and all that, but it, it's not a bad town. As far as perversity? <laughs> yeah as far as perversity mm-hmm. um tonight's game you got to be excited looking forward to tonight's game i mean it's not going to be much of a game that florida's going to put up but you get a chance to uh you know see a, a world-class team coming well,
3: how, out. Do we, how do we know that in other words we already know i mean i picked the, the final score 5-1 detroit but i don't want to be i mean you never know until they go out and play the game
12: right right but they've got that all-star lineup i mean they've Who is it? They've got... uh, Well, uh,
3: let me ask you something. Didn't the Leafs already beat them twice this year, the Red Wings? Yes, they did. Yeah.
12: Well, they've got that new lineup, though. Hopefully that should turn them around. Who? They've got, uh, as that fan yesterday said, Wiserman.
3: Oh, yeah, Stevie Wiserman, right. It's
12: Shanahan and McCarty.
3: That's a new lineup?
12: Well, it's supposedly done well for them. They're getting uh, 9 of 14 goals in four games.
3: Okay, I'll see you there tonight, pal. Okay, new lineup. I thought those guys were all on the team last year. Okay, Dade County lines are open, five seconds. Boy, it is so warm in here, I could, I could make eggs right here on the thing. I really could. I could fry eggs right on the counter. we got a phone system that doesn't work. Last night on the TV show, which is the last time I'm ever going to even mention it until it goes off next week, the, the the beginning they got the sound finally straightened out, no hum, and then as the show went on, the sound kept getting lower and lower, and the hum came back. We didn't you know, we want to disappoint. Want to make sure you get your free hum job on Whammy there. So I got a a half-assed TV deal over there which they can't technically get that thing straightened out. I got a situation here where we got a telephone system that has been crap since the day we sat down here and now it's just totally falling apart. I'm going to reset the whole thing during this break. And, and
2: what's whole, that going to do? Uh maybe nothing, maybe something, who knows.
3: Don't you think it'd be a lot better if I just sat here and read all my great articles and Yeah, said that music would be a lot. Better, stuff, but not worried about the goddamn phone.
11: Haven't I been hold. telling
3: you that we've been getting dicked on this phone for for weeks yes. now? Yes, I mean, yes. I've been doing this too long. I'm sorry. But you saw that right there when we sat down, and then all of a sudden, as soon as I started talking about it and punching the buttons up, magically and miraculously, all these people were on the line. I mean, I'm not that paranoid that I would sit here and make it up, because I know there's plenty of times in this town that you could say every word that's ever been invented, four-letter and five-letter and two-letter, as an FU. And nobody would call, but uh, this is just too goddamn obvious. And is there anybody uh, here uh, in charge? No. Anybody involved in any of this stuff? No. straightened out for us. No. Of course not. They're all. Uh, this one's on vacation again, and this one is out to launch, and this one's out of the building, and uh... who the hell knows who's in charge here? Maybe it's the water Nazi.
0: Oh. The Neil Rogers Show now exclusively on 560 QAM. Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of... The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
15: You did a lot of it. Right. Rogers on Sports Bowl Radio, WQAM. <laughs>
14: Here we are. Mm-hmm. Hello,
9: Mr. Jetson. Welcome to Radio Shop. Uh, hi. Uh, Jane sent me out to pick up a couple of batteries. Oh, what's she using them for? Uh, she wouldn't say. Just give me a couple of sea cells Sure. That'll be one bar of Latinum. Uh, here you go. Uh, just a minute, Mr. Jetson. i got to ask you a few questions. Uh, I'm in kind of a hurry. Uh, it won't take long. What's your address? Uh, Skypad apartment. Uh-huh. when were you born? 2062. Now, do you follow or obey religious organizations that might pose a threat to the Galactic Federation? Hey, what kind of... I'm sorry, Mister Jetson, but I can't tell you these batteries until you answer my question. Uh, okay, no. Very good, Mister Jetson. And now, what's your penis size? What? What's that got to do? Sorry, Mister Jetson. Maybe I'm a cartoon. Damn it! i yeah, sure how about just your social galaxy number. Oh, I'll we'll be here all day. Okay. Answer the question, Mister Jetson. Uh, one trillion, four billion. At Radio Slock, we have questions, and you
3: damn well better have the answers.
9: Uh, is this for that free catalog? Oh, no, you've got to pay for that.
3: And you came to the right place. It's Radio Schlock, all right? It's 1101 at 560 WQM. By the way, speaking of that good old-time religion, gangster oh! pastor convicted of molestation. Oh, my God. Joseph Millian, a poor black bookkeeper in Haiti who reversed his fortunes to become the charismatic and revered leader of a Delray Beach church, was convicted on Tuesday of sexually molesting a young member of his congregation. A six-member jury deliberated for about two hours before convicting Million 46 of sexual activity with a minor. The charge of first-degree felony was related to his fondling of a teenage girl in his parish under the guise of confirming her virginity. There's a new trick for it. How else Just are you going to do check- it? What? How else are you going to do it? The jury found Millian not guilty of charges that he later developed a more involved sexual relationship with a girl. Millian, who remains with the pastor of the full assembly of Church of God and leader of its 300-member congregation, faces as many as 12 years in prison. Dozens of members of the congregation crowded into the West Palm Beach courtroom on Tuesday. There were so many supporters that parents, unable to find seats for their children, ordered them to kneel in the aisles between the courtroom benches. Many of Millian's supporters who can consider him something of a cultural guru wept openly after the verdict. One woman collapsed in her husband's arms when Palm Beach County Circuit Judge Howard C. Berman ordered Millian back into custody. He'd been released from jail under house arrest. Our church has never been stronger, said Marie Rodriguez, a member of the full assembly congregation. We have faith Pastor Millian will be delivered. In all three women are now who are now adults, wives, and professionals say they were molested by Millian when they were teenagers, their stories are similar. Millian demanded to confirm that they were still virgins and fondled them shortly after they arrived from Haiti. Two of the women say they later developed full sexual relations with Millian, but did not question because of his stature in the community. Some of the alleged abuse took place more than a decade ago, so because of statutes of limitations, charges were only brought in connection with one woman's accusations. And then they go into this whole uh, defense theory, but it says the theory was fatally flawed because Millian confessed to police that he had fondled a girl. Oh! Oh, father, that's good. And here we go again. So at least this time it was with girls. There you go. That's a breath of fresh air, a little bit of a change. Got to check out and see if you're a virgin, sweetheart. Come yeah, on. Let me just stick my probe in there and see what we find. Just probing for the truth. Here's Pompano Beach. Hello.
10: Morning, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Just, uh, you know who this is, Gold Go. Yeah. I just wanted to comment on a couple of things. First of all, I go to Gainesville every year, not for a football game, and I'll get back to that in a minute. Yeah. Gainesville's a beautiful town. It's really? In low rolling hills. It's got a lot of Victorian homes that are just, you know, some of them restored, bed and breakfast. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Now, second of all, um, I'm like you are. I I don't like Haizenga, but I love hockey. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm going to go to the games, and I'm going to support the Panthers regardless of who owns it. Right. I couldn't give a
3: crap less who owns it. Right. Hockey transcends all of this other crap as far as I'm concerned.
10: Okay. When I first came down here 22 years ago, I used to go out on my balcony and tune in Dan Kelly on KMOX in right. Louis like so I could hear a hockey game, and Channel 2 would televise a game when they were fundraising, and they did more fundraising than they did televising on the game. Now, here's a bombshell for all the Gator fans. The number one event in the city of Gainesville... Every year is not a football game. It's the Gator National Drag Races held in March. It brings in more money. Oh, my gosh. Than all the Gator football games combined. They have what you drag queens in
3: March in Gainesville?
10: Every year in March.
3: Yeah, they're dragging it?
10: Yep. And the race racing too. And it, like I said, it brings in more money than all the football games combined. Yeah. How about that?
3: So, in other words, it's a great place.
10: Absolutely.
3: As compared to here. But then oh, what, yeah. what isn't?
10: Real houses, Neil. Yeah. Real houses, not all this concrete, chalk, and stucco. The houses actually look like houses.
3: Ain't no Toronto, though, I'll guarantee you that.
10: No, it ain't no Toronto, but no. it was a nice town. Have a good one.
3: Okay, and God bless you, sir, and go Leaks go. Okay, there you go. We're getting a few reports on James. I, I'm going to tell you, I sat here that first 20 or 25 minutes would seem like an eternity to me. And I realize we've gone through a uh, rough, what is it, about the last six months on this radio station? But, I mean, this was just unbelievable. Just Incredible. And it was like that skit on SCTV where the guy's sitting there doing a show and he's dead and he can't make the phone ring for love or Money. And finally, after he starts screaming and swearing and carrying on and let's kill all your children, and the phone finally rings and, oh, wrong number. And that's what I felt like here this morning. Because we're being dicked here with a goddamn bunch of uh, cheap crap that they got at uh, Woolworths or somewhere, at Radio Schlock. And we're trying to make magic here for these people. And is there anybody here who, like, has any interest in this? No. Well, they just all conveniently happen to be out again here today. Get that automatic pilot switch going because there ain't nobody here running the ship. Oh. Yeah, just the water Nazi. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Uh, Yes,
17: Neil. Yes, sir. Hello? I'm here. Uh, Yes, sir. I can
3: barely hear you, though.
17: Very briefly, very briefly. Uh, Yesterday, uh, apparently, uh, on my suggestion, one of these... uh, Colombian uh, hockey fans called in.
3: Oh, yeah, okay. Have a nice day, pal. This guy wants to call every single day and tell me about his death. See, we don't play that game here, sir. We got just like the guy that called me yesterday who wanted to pick up where he was the day before and repeat the same whole conversation again about the pot and whatever we were talking about. We don't play that game here, sir. I realize you're kind of desperate over there in Fort Myers. Just kiss the ground that you got this show on here, at least temporarily but we're not going to have a running repartee. This is now his third attempt to call in here and get, and unload his uh, hostility and psychosis about Colombians. I hate to break the news to you, sir. I hope this doesn't burst your bubble. I like Colombians, okay? I'm not too big on the Medellin cartel, but anybody outside of that, which I think there might be 10 people in the country you aren't, haven't joined yet, other than that, I like Colombians, Okay. So you yahoos over there in Fort Myers, and I realize that not everybody who's listening, in fact, most people listen to the show don't fall in that category, but a few have spilled over who think that you can use this radio show to spew your generalized hatred and venom, forget it. Go get your sheets out, have a great time this weekend at the rally, and leave us alone over here, okay? And just kiss the ground that you're over there in Fort Myers, otherwise the Colombians would come and goddamn put your ass out of town on a rail. That's right. What a bunch of horse crap that is. Every day this guy feels compelled to call in, like he's going to have a running debate. I'll tell you what, old buddy, why not come on down here? You give us a date. You give us a date at high noon, and we'll get a whole bunch of our Colombian friends to meet you down here, and we'll have a seminar at the Holiday Inn. And you can stand there and look them right in the puss, face to face, and you can tell them that they're all a bunch of subhuman, no good, thieving, scumbag, whatever the hell you said, and then see what the response is, Okay. And maybe you might learn something. Maybe you might be able to iron out your differences.
0: Oh. Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best news. Holy
15: Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority. Oh. Neil God.
13: So, Fred, what's up? I'm
2: ordering myself five whiskeys straight
15: up. What for? I just had my first Hummer. Hey, Freddy, boy. Hey, bartender, get my buddy here a Celebration Gold. He just had his first Hummer.
0: It's for times like these when you really want to party that you should settle for no less than a Celebration Gold beer.
2: Hey, Mikey, thanks a bunch. If a Celebration Gold don't get this taste out of my my mouth nothing will what and it's for times like these that you need a celebration gay
0: the only beer with real mouthwash in it
15: make that a celebration gay bartender I'm not gay <laughs> Mikey I just needed some cash I will
0: was... uh, take the beer and shut up Frankie celebration gold and celebration gay the best beer for any occasion I'm not
15: just move over will you Frankie
0: yeah over there is good
3: Okay, 1113 at 560 WQM. Here's an interesting fact, which I think may have some truth in it. It says, your phone lines remain in trouble, so I resorted to the facts. The interest with the Florida Gators is nothing but the contrived controversy. The morning team comes up with to stimulate calls, and since we have a great number of overgrown children running around with their college banners stuck to their asses, those are the callers they get on the line. An effort, I guess, to impress the audience with the popularity of the show. Ten question marks. And he goes on to say, I'm not a hockey expert by any stretch of the imagination, but what the new coach of the Panthers has done with Mr. Whitney is not only unacceptable, but tedious repetition of the crappy product we were given last year. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Okay, excellent job, sir. Excellent observation, and right on all counts. And again, I don't want to diddle with anybody else's show, but I can only speak as somebody who's like a captive audience here the last 20 minutes of that show, but I'm getting ready to do this show if we ever get the equipment working and that is that hearing all these Gator people calling in and hearing that goddamn tape of that radio station up there over and over again is uh, ponderous at best. Now, am I the only, uh, George and I, are we the only two people in this state, in this town, who don't care about the uh, Gators? Uh We've got to be. We're out of step, mister. You better get with it. I don't give a flying crap about the Gators, about the Seminoles, about the Hurricanes, or about the Spartans, to be honest with you. I saw a little bit of their pathetic performance against Minnesota Saturday, which they wind up blowing a game. In the last minute and a half, Minnesota scores ten points, and we wind up blowing the game. And I'm used to it. Did, it. did it change my life? No. It reminds me of a call I had this morning. I'm coming to work, and some kid calls. He's reading a prepared speech about the Dolphins, congratulating them on their win on Sunday. And then he talks about the Buffalo. He's reading it. He's got it written out longhand. And he talks about all the sleepless nights we've had in the past over Andre Reid and uh, this one and Bruce Smith. And I'm thinking to myself, I know it's been a great rivalry for a long time until the Bills' fortunes turned south. But, I mean, is there anybody in this town that had sleepless nights about the Dolphins playing the Buffalo Bills? No. Did you ever have any sleepless nights over? Unless maybe you were making a big bet. I can understand having sleepless nights if you're making you know, a, a compulsive gambler like Defoe or some of the other people we got on this station but a sleepless night, and this was some kid who I don't think is making any bets on the game, not yet. Sleepless nights over Bruce Smith and Andre Reid and uh, Jim Kelly, who's long gone, and all those other guys. Wow, and Thurman Thomas. Here's uh, Miami, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
7: Uh, I heard you talking about Gainesville all day, huh? Yes, no, all day? Well, this is morning. Yeah. I, I went to Gainesville last week, and I went to school there for five and a half years. Yes, sir. And uh, you have some older people calling, man. They're kind of missing the point behind Gainesville.
3: Okay, what is the point behind Gainesville?
7: I spent five and a half years there. I still go a couple times a year. It's because of the drug scene, Neil.
3: Yeah.
18: Can't
1: beat that gator meat.
18: Yeah, man. Designer, designer drugs are rampant. Mm-hmm. And the women just go crazy. The girls go crazy all
7: weekend. You don't sleep all ever. Right. And it's called Gainesville Green, for those of you who want to know. Okay. And uh, that's the popularity behind Gainesville. It's not any different than any other city or town. Uh, there's a lot of hillbillies, a lot of money to go there. Well, but, why don't
12: these
3: people who call in on a morning show, why don't they admit that instead of talking about Steve Spurrier and all this boring crap about who's got the well, best farts on the team and who's going to catch the most passes and who's got the biggest linemen and all this other tedious crap. Why don't they talk about the good stuff?
10: Because when you reach age 40, you lose, you lose track of that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, but too much bad weed, I guess.
10: Well, yeah, and you think that it's all about
7: football when you get to that age because you can't party with the young girls anymore. There you go. Well, maybe up until they, age 40, Neil, it's Maybe when of they everything. discover
3: Viagra in Gainesville, man, maybe these guys might get a life.
18: And
7: they have the, the best all-night rave club in the country in Gainesville. Yeah. It opens at midnight and it closes at noon. hmm And those are the main reasons us under 40 go to Gainesville.
3: All right. Thanks for the good news. There's our first honest call of the year, and it's already the end of October. We have an open line in Broward, Dade County. But we really don't know what we got because the phone is still all screwed up and will be what? I keep checking them. Nothing. Yeah, okay. Well, I I don't want to say those are the Dade lines because that's another thing with this system. Some of them come in on those last three lines. Who knows where the phones are coming in here? I'm sitting here screaming and carrying on like a maniac, and uh, the phone system's a piece of crap anyway. So what's the point? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. George will just keep, uh, you know, going up and down, <laughs> just keep punching it, and the phone lines too, and see if there's anybody. Button button, who's got the button, baby? This is unbelievable. I've done talk shows under bizarre circumstances before in my life, but never in my life with one where we're playing hide and seek today with a phone. Just beautiful. Nice going, Greg. Here's a mobile in Margate. Hello.
12: Hey, what's up, you? yes, sir. Uh real briefly uh I want to just say I agree with everything you say about religion. Um I just finished uh, Farewell to God. Great. Uh excellent book. Um I know there's another book that you quote from uh occasionally. I was wondering uh if that book is available uh anywhere.
4: What what book is that?
12: I'm not really sure. I I know they uh, around the same time that uh you you brought up Farewell to God for the first time. There was also another book that you were discussing or quoting from or reading from or something or other. I to beats a hell out of me. Oh, right. maybe,
3: maybe it was The Exorcist, William Peter Blatty.
12: That must have been it.
3: Yeah, that was it.
12: Yeah, okay, thanks, man.
3: That's where you'll get the real good stuff on religion, pal. That's where you'll get the lowdown is in The Exorcist, because whatever you do, don't forget. Let
14: the power of Christ compels you.
3: Absolutely. Correct, sir. Because it's that voodoo, baby. It's that old black magic. Put that chicken on your head. Wave it around. He can come, grab a hold of that wicked snake like they do on Kenneth's Frequency, and twist it in the Yankees, and the snake, too. 5670560. Oh, I have no idea what we got and what we don't have because uh, I do know what we do have, and that's a crappy phone system that's been crappy since the day we set. Who makes this thing? Gentner? Whoever the hell Gentner is, I wish you had, a, like, a bad bowel movement, okay? I hope you wind up with a bruised goddamn record like
2: I had there for a few days. Not only does their phone system suck, yeah. they're Call screening software sucks, Was it's designed by someone who never produced a show. Yeah. And when you try to talk to them about it, they don't want to hear from it. Yeah. we tried to get some modifications. But I'll bet you it sure was cheap compared to whatever we used on a radio station. No question.
3: You know, you can knock IOD all you want, but I'll tell you one thing, okay? And we had some stuff over there, like those old cart machines. You know, we had some stuff that wasn't maybe the best. But generally speaking, Mitch Ween over there, and then even, uh, what's his name? Roy! Paxson who was a hard ass, but nevertheless, they spent just untold amounts of money to bring in the best goddamn equipment, the most state-of-the-art stuff that money could buy. Unfortunately, just like over there at Whammy, they had a bunch of engineers who didn't know how to make it work right with their digital stuff at the uh, TV station, but nevertheless, they spared no expense in bringing us in the -the state-of-the-art to try at least to give us the opportunity to compete, to be a real goddamn radio station on AM, which ain't easy, baby. But this joint over here, and I'm going to tell you, you Beasley people over there in Naples, you're a disgrace. You're not broadcasters. You're schluckmeisters. Schlochtmeisters. If this audience could have seen what we went through those last days of December before we finally got on the air, coming in here day after day after day and being told, well, this part, and, and the stuff was coming in here piecemeal. Because we sure weren't going to spend that money to buy new stuff, were we? No. Oh, no. We had to get the computer over here, the DCS that plays all of this neat uh, stuff like like that. We had to get this from uh, Philadelphia from some of their other uh, bum Fork station up there. And it came in pieces. One carton one day, another carton. And, of course, uh, poor George Corso was working 24 hours a day trying to put it together with scotch tape. And then, of course, this this beat-up old cart deck that they probably kicked out of one of those, maybe even the Fort Myers station. Said, here. We don't want this thing in a building anymore. That also came in a box. Like I said, this was like a Tinker Toy studio, a Tinker Toy radio station. We're sitting here with like a 10 or 11 share in men in this market on a make-believe goddamn radio station. Getting postcards saying, hey, Greg Reed, get Neil off. We want sports on here 24 hours a day. How do you like that? (laughs) So you can go back to your two shares. Or maybe your one shares like when you had when Christine was on here in the midday. And even when I was off the air for seven months, did they still have a number here in midday? No. No, they did not. So just so we can satisfy some of these overgrown children. And like I said, you listen to the conversation. You try to talk about any sport in this town. There are no people in this town who can discuss sports intelligently, maybe like 1% of the people here. And and most of those are people who are fans of other teams because they're sure as hell not from here. Stevie Wiserman, that guy yesterday, that wiser guy yesterday with Stevie Wiserman. Yeah, another hockey expert. But college football, now we're talking, baby, because they got, and we found out why. They got the good weed up there in Gainesville. At least we finally had somebody who straighted it out for us. Only took us an hour and 20 minutes, yeah, but we finally got to the bottom of it. Get the seeds out of it. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
15: You tell them about Beasley. They got all the money
10: down there in Naples, and they, they remodeled 770 over here, you Did know. Did they really? Yeah, so that's about the time that uh, you came on. Yeah, Well, I hope the
3: signal is loud and clear over there, and then everybody over on the West Coast hears me saying that the Beasleys are a cheap bunch of bastards who look like they came out of a Dempsey uh, dumpster. That's what they look like.
10: They're giving up good talk radio over here, and uh, they're putting on uh, another uh,
15: shock jock in the morning uh, with with old Joe, um, and uh,
10: so we'll see what happens here. I wanted to talk to you about Gainesville. Yeah. what do you want to know about it?
3: Anything you want to tell me, pal? I've never well, been there. Well, I want to find out what the big attraction besides all the guys get laid twice a day and the weed is good. But other than that,
15: well, it's right uh, uh, about the weed when you when you, know. you go across Payne's Prairie, it, it turns
11: blue over yeah. there. All right. And and uh, uh was, was really good. They got the homegrown.
14: Yeah.
17: You
11: know, with the little with the little red uh, hairs
17: coming out of it. Yeah. Like well, little red hair is coming out of it. Yeah, I, little I, red I,
3: pubic hair is coming I, out of I, it. Yeah.
19: But, but I wouldn't know about that stuff. I haven't smoked that for a long time. Yeah,
3: we I, believe but, you. I know but, you got to watch your ass in Fort Wayne. I was always,
10: always was good when it was there, but it's a nice town. It's uh, they got hills. Yeah. Um, well, they got a lot of big open
3: spaces to grow all that good stuff out in. That's a good part. The we don't have that down here.
19: Well, you go towards Waldo,
11: You know, outside of town, up towards Stark. Yeah. By uh, by, um, by. By Rayford. Rayford there. Yeah. Yeah, Rayford. You know. And uh, so you got some real country out in that area. See, that's area. one good
3: thing that uh, Gainesville's close to Stark, so that when they take most of those Gator criminals, uh, players away, they you know don't have far to go.
10: Is that what's been happening? They, oh,
3: that, yeah. We not recruit. They don't talk too much about it, you know, but they take a lot of those big guys away middle of the night.
10: Well, um, I I wish
19: that uh, we could get some good talk radio over here. I, I I'd rather just have no mo
10: Joe.
14: <laughs> yeah,
19: And
10: and, uh, and leave Gene Roberts on here But I don't know, Beasley don't want to listen Yeah, to well
3: me. we keep saying that on our morning show here too No mo Joe, but they won't listen to us Okay pal, have, have a great day good. And hide the good stuff Because there's a little knock at your door right now Okay, we have an open line in Broward And a couple in Dade, maybe, maybe not 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line We got the old broken down Beasley crap here today Maybe the best crap we oh. can buy because, believe me, no matter which, whether it's Bruce Beasley or the other guys, their middle name is, Crap. make no mistake about that. That's what they specialize in. 24 hours a day, round the clock. Crap. Because, last time I heard, is real cheap. You can get it by the pound right in your backyard. 25 after 11 at 560. You know, I came in here this morning, I was so mellow, it was just, it was frightening. And then I went through that first 20 minutes here of screaming and carrying on and wondering if I was losing my mind and not seeing one light on the board light up. And then, I, can you imagine what would have happened if I wouldn't have gone up and down the thing there and checked those lines? I'd be in a goddamn rubber room by now. I'd be in a goddamn straight in a rubber room. And my good friend Larry Mixon over there at Bell South, Southern Bell, whatever you're calling yourself this week, how many years have I gone through this with you, Mr.? with your crappy phone operation in your phone system and sending the tones down here, and your goddamn lineman who are uh, playing games and, uh, fast and loose with whatever's going on here in terms of this make-believe phone system? You're not fooling me, Larry. This horse crap has been going on for 150 years with me here. 25 after 11 at 560 QM. Hank will be at Chula steak 2 at 2 o'clock. The Booster at 6. we got the Panthers and the Detroit Red Wings. Oh! 7 o'clock, pregame, 7.30 tonight at the Mac Arena. 1,000 unsold tickets. I want you to pick up those tickets. Panther Pack, 500 of those and 500 more. Let's pack that place tonight. And if Terry Murray diddles around the way I think he's going to diddle around, then we'll start booing his ass. Because I'm sitting right behind you, Terry. I'm just a few rows behind you, Terry. Get a brain, Terry. That's right. I'm going to have old laryngitis tomorrow morning.
0: Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded, the best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded, the best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded, the best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded, the best of Neil.
14: Founder and President of the FSA.
9: The Lord above is angry at what he's hearing on the radio airways today. All of us good Christians here at the Fist Fistfuckers Association are doing our part in absorbing the evil sins incurred on the radio. Why, every time we hear what we define as an obscenity, we thrust our fist into a follower's butt. Like today, for instance, I heard the word crap. You know what that means. It's your turn, Reverend Kennedy. Oh, uh, not
4: again. We
9: must do the work of the Lord.
4: Okay.
9: <laughs> now it's my turn. We urge you not to patronize the sponsors of these radio havens. Please visit our website at <laughs> com, Christian <laughs> Christian. <laughs> And remember to...
5: For Jesus. <laughs> Fist. For Jesus. Fist. Right. F- for Jesus. Fist. For Jesus. Okay, I
4: think they're done. It's
3: 1132 at 560 WQM. Those deadlines, 567 uh, 5670560 Let me uh, get them. Let me try them. 5670560 and Tom 560 on the AT&T Wireless line. We We're play, operating with... What? We can play call or no call. Call or no call. That's good. Rick, it
4: like that. No call on one. No call on two.
3: No call on three. I predict. No call on three. Okay, there you go. Well, it's a fifty-fifty chance. It's like flipping your thing, flipping your loin. Five six seven oh five sixty Palm five sixty on the AT&T wireless line in Dade County. Maybe we think. And if you call and it rings and rings, uh, too bad. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hey
18: Neil. Yes, sir. What were you talking about, Bruce Smith? For. Meaning what? I don't know. I missed You talking about. Call
3: a- and uh, open up your ears, okay? This guy's called me. What was I talking about him for? Because he's an asshole, pal, just like you are. He's a big, fat asshole from Buffalo, wherever he's from. Open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. And all three in date, I think. Hello? Q A N. Hello? Yes, sir. Why are you screening? What is it? Why are you screening? What do you mean, why am I screening? Yeah. Oh, is this one of the little Julio's, one of our little boyfriends? (laughs) Yeah, blow it out your ass. That's what we got. Why aren't we screening? He wants to know. Oh, he's operating his own little show over there in his house. And, of course, he had to run his boyfriend is there panting on the bed. And this guy, you notice how he had to put the instrument down and run to the phone? Who the hell are you kidding, sweetheart, Julio? Tell you one thing, he ain't no Colombian. 5670560, Palm 560 on the AT&T Wireless Line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Uh, your material and your sound bites are very steel. They're very what? Steel. You need some new
3: material now. Then why are you listening? I monitor you. Oh, you're another one that monitors. It's the same asshole from Boca again who pretends to be in Fort Lauderdale. Over and over and over again. He's monitoring. He not only is monitoring because he hates me in the show, but he's also, at least while he has to monitor, he'd like to hear some fresh new material is what he says. Okay, one call left on the board here. Mobile in Deerfield Beach, and then we can go to the music like I said. Hello. Hey,
19: Neil, what's going
18: on? Not How too much, there? pal.
3: Another nightmarish day for a be- I, I, for music yeah, yeah. greed broadcasting.
18: I'll tell you, these phones are really screwed up. I was calling for Bo Griffiths, but uh, I guess I got you. Yeah, so, I believe you. Cut the I went to a UF for about five and a half years. F yeah. you, yeah. I can give you the real scoop on what's okay. going
1: on in UF. Well, first off, I mean, let, let's get to the point of what you really want to know. Make your life enjoyable
18: in Gainesville, what you might want to go there for. The gay population there is thriving.
3: Really? I mean, All right. <laughs> yeah. Lots of fags in Gainesville.
18: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's real
7: liberal town. There's no right? fags in
3: this. Gainesville.
7: Um, but uh, in the summer, though, it sucks. It's absolutely horrible. It's yeah. A big overgrown hick town. That's all it is. Uh huh. You know, but uh, it's a great town. I mean, I was there like I said for five and a half years. And although if I uh, if I would have had to do it all over again, I would have well. went to FSU. And the only
18: reason that is, uh, you know, if you're a swinging Richard, uh, uh, I mean, there are too many swinging Richards in Gainesville. All right. Let me really? Put it that way. Huh. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're a hot girl
12: in Gainesville, you got it made. You know. I mean. So anyway.
18: That's really
3: it. Okay, glad you had a great time, pal. Lot, Bottoms pal. up. Okay, there's the lowdown. It's just a party place where people get drunk, they get laid, they got the good weed, they got green stuff, blue stuff, yellow stuff, stuff of undetermined origin, and that's it. And all these assholes calling on a morning show talking about the uh, big sparks is going to go out and catch the pass. Nobody cares about that. So uh, quit putting on an act. Okay, we cleaned the board out. Thank God. Five six seven oh five sixty. pound five sixty on the AT&T wireless line. Lots of response to that John Grogan column that I read we get a lot of response to that? No. Lost Rights by James Bovard. Anybody go out and buy that book, which I recommended heartily the other day? No. No, absolutely not. But since we have nobody on the board, I'm going to go back and read uh, just one and a half pages here. Excellent stuff. As I go through the book, I just find more stuff that I mark, and I come in and read it on the air, because I know you're too damn lazy and too cheap to go out and buy the book. Willie Jones of Nashville was flying to Houston on February 27, 1991, to purchase plants for his landscaping business. Because Jones was black and paid cash for his plane ticket, the ticket clerk reported in to nearby drug enforcement agency officers who presumed Jones was a drug courier. DEA officers at the Nashville airport approached Jones, checked his ID, and asked permission to search him. Although Jones refused to grant permission, the officers searched him anyway and found $9,000 in cash. The DEA agents then announced they were detaining the money. Jones observed, they said I was going to buy drugs with it. Their their dog sniffed it and said it had drugs on it. A 1989 study found that 70% of all the currency in the U.S. had cocaine residue on it. Jones never saw the dog. The officers didn't arrest Jones, but they kept the money. When Jones asked the officers for a receipt for his money, they handed him a receipt for an undetermined amount of U.S. currency. Jones objected and asked the officers to count the money out, but the officers refused, claiming that such an action would violate DEA policy. Federal Judge Thomas Wiseman, in April 1993 decision, concluded that the officer's behavior at that point was casual and sarcastic, that they believed that the seizure of the currency was all but a fait accompli, that they cared little for Mr. Jones' feelings of insecurity. Judge Wiseman concluded that the DEA officials' testimony on the seizure was misleading, unconvincing, and inconsistent, and ordered the money returned after a two-year legal battle. Jones observed, I didn't know it was against the law for a 42-year-old black man to have money in his pocket. Uh Should have known that, Jones. Asset forfeiture increases the power of local policemen over people whom they don't like. In Washington, D.C., police routinely stop black citizens and confiscate small amounts of cash and jewelry on the streets and in the parks, even when no drugs are found and no charges are filed. Ben Davis, a resident of Washington, complained, I've got money in both pockets, but I don't know how much. The assumption is if I can't tell you exactly how much I have, it must be from some criminal enterprise. Increasingly, the mere suspicion of a government official is sufficient proof to nullify proof that a citizen legitimately owns his property. The Volusia County, Florida Sheriff's Department set off a forfeiture trap to stop motorists traveling I-95 and seized an average of over $5,000 a day from motorists between 1989 and 1992, over $8 million total. In three quarters of the seizures, no criminal charges were filed. An investigation by the Orlando Sentinel revealed that 90% of those seizure victims were black or Hispanic. When confronted with this statistic, Volusia County Sheriff Bob Vogel said, what this data tells me is that the majority of money being transported for drug activity involves blacks and Hispanics. People whose cash was seized by the deputies received scant due process of law. As the Sentinel noted, one deputy told two blacks from whom he had just confiscated $19,000, you have the right to follow us back to the station and get a receipt. Even citizens who provided proof that their money was honestly acquired, including a a lottery winner's proof of his lottery receipt, were treated like drug dealers. Volusia County officials routinely offered settlements to drivers whose cash they seized, offering to return a percentage of the seized cash if the drivers would sign a form promising not to sue them.
0: All right. The Neil Rogers Show, now exclusively on 560 QAM.
3: Okay, 15 till noon at 560 WDQM. What are you giving me a forlorn look in there for, David? What, uh, what's the problem? Do we have a problem? He wants you. Really? No, no chance. Where's Rob? Where's uh, Danny? Okay, where are we going? Here's a, a mobile in Papado Beach. Hello.
12: How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. I got something that I think you need to know about. Okay. Up in Volusia County, I was just up there the other day, and this is a subject we talked about a long time ago. I stopped at the rest area. Lo and behold, in the stalls were many glory holes. Really? Filled with concrete. Yeah. On a, a sign on the wall by the Volusia County people up there, the drilling of holes in on these premises is unlawful and violators will be prosecuted. Guess they don't like those glory holes up there,
19: Neil.
3: Yeah, in fact, last time I was up there, there was a big sign that said, You're
19: looking <laughs> for glory holes. Yeah. Well, they're looking for them. That's it, Neil. Okay, thanks show. for the good news. That's what they're doing up there in Volusia
3: County, baby. That's right. Because the goat got tired. He got wore out. Two open lines in Dade, five, six, seven. So if you're black or Hispanic, my suggestion is to you, you probably shouldn't be in Florida in the first place unless you're like in Dade County. But nevertheless, because they'll come and get your ass. But don't be driving through Volusia County, especially if you got more than 50 cents. If you got some spare change, and don't be feeling the change either. Don't be reaching in your pocket feeling the change, or you're going straight to goddamn jail. And also don't have a dead county tag. Oh, God. Dead giveaway. Here's uh, Mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
10: How you doing? I'm Great. a Colombian down here in South Florida.
3: A Colombian? Yes, sir. Holy crap.
12: I'll tell you what I heard a a gentleman about two or three days ago. You
18: played a skit saying that we were most despicable people on earth.
3: He was in it. That's the same guy that called the twenty minutes ago, trying to get on again to say the same crap from Fort Myers. I'll
18: tell Myers. you what. I'm sure uh, he's. By never the way, he's been... not
3: a gentleman. He's an asshole. Right. Yeah.
18: I'm sure he's never been to our country. And if he was, 10 years if he there, ever did right. go, I'm sure he'd he he come he back spent, He
3: claims he spent ten years. there, probably behind bars. I, I
18: I yeah probably. But you know what the drug trade we. Most people over there don't use it. It's the the man here in the United States that people, you know, they want it. So we we supply it. So there what's wrong go. with that?
4: Mm-hmm.
18: You're a compromising you. businessman. I'm with you. Hey, if you want to smoke a little weed and not hurt anybody, that's much better than getting drunk and getting behind the car and hitting two little girls.
3: There you go, or even one.
12: That, yeah, there you go, Neil. That's or, all I have right now. Okay, man. pal.
3: Hasta que Okay. We have an open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560. Let's get some excitement. I'm going to get that Panther song out again today. Anybody want to hear that? No. <laughs> oh, I'm going to spend a couple more hours on Terry Murray, man. Not. Now, what just happened there? What was that? I just I looked off to the side here for like a half a second. Half a second. I just counted it by actual count. Well, that was them just hanging up. All at the same time? Two of them. Everybody at the same time. Is that what you just telling well, me? Well, there's nobody in Dade. There has not been. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello, our last call of the year. Hello.
12: Oh, I hope I'm a good last
1: call of Better year, be.
3: Take all the time you want, pal. Well,
1: thank you. I appreciate this is that. Another,
3: every day here is another day from hell in this place. You can't just come in here and do a goddamn regular radio show. Every day in here is another major song and a dance.
18: I feel your pain. Believe me. Neil, uh, with the Red Wings being in town, I think there should be one lesson to the great people of South Florida, and that is that the way that the Red Wings became the two-time defending National Hockey League. Expiring Champions Brian the Murray. The day Brian Murray left
3: town. Yeah, that's right. So,
18: you know, The day he legit. made
3: that deal and brought in Bob Essens, of the human sieve, to play goal, they said, hey, uh, Brian, by the way, get out of here. You're gone. You're out.
18: That's right. And that's uh, you know maybe people will figure it out when you get rid of these folks. No, but they, nothing. No, see, they yeah, won't
3: thanks. figure it out here because first of all, you've got to, the problem is you have an owner who wants to sell the team. All he's going to do in the meantime is drain as much money as he can out of this new building that we built for him. So he doesn't give a crap. He's, he's totally uninvolved. He doesn't care if they win one game, ten games. He doesn't give a crap anymore.
18: Everything. And, fa- and, fa- fa- and,
3: and if you expect the fans here to give a crap, I mean uh, they'll let me sit here and rant and rave and make up a bunch of no BM buttons and uh, jump on the bandwagon for that. But there's no uh, concern. There's no interest. They don't even know who the hell's playing anymore. They know, like, no, now, that a fashion Deez- show. now that Beezer's uh, gone, they don't even know the names of most of the players anymore.
18: No. Yeah, no I agree. It's, it's
3: a goddamn fashion show. You're absolutely correct. It's
18: an absolute fashion show. So get, your, uh, get yourself all dolled up for tonight, and I'll see you out there.
3: Okay, I got my Maple Leaf stuff on. I'm dolled there up. There you go. Okay. And they beat your ass twice. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, all of Dade County, all three in Dade. It, well, you know, it may ring, it may not ring. We might pick it up, we might not, but it's like telephone roulette today, okay? five six seven pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What a deal. And by the way, don't forget uh, this Saturday, noon to 2, I keep forgetting all about these things that I want to do because I'm a little bit distracted by this phone thing, which is a little bit over and above the ordinary phone problems we have here. Just a little bit over and above and beyond. If you want to get your best of Neil volumes one and two, you can call uh, Center One, order them by phone at 954-563-3600. 563-3600. Or you can go to your nearby border store and pick them up. We've got about 46 grand in so far for Center One. Or you can check out our website, which, by the way, Eric in Orlando, spectacular job, sweetheart. What a job he's doing. Fantastic. NeilRogers.com. And you can buy them right over there. In fact, they also have, uh, they have the Phil Henry thing on there, which I don't know if a Center One might have a few of those left or not. They do. And also even a Rick and Suds, they got a few of those. Love. And also the old the Best of Neil stuff from previous years, which you can order right there on the Internet at neilrogers.com. Nice job, Eric. Thank you. So anyway, I was starting to say we'll be at Ben & Jerry's in Aventura noon to 2 this Saturday. And the Ben & Jerry's is right near the Rainforest Cafe between the AMC Theaters and Bloomingdale's on the south side of the mall. Noon to 2. Come on by. We'll have uh, those D&H buttons and stickers and posters and good stuff. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
13: Last night, Channel Fifty One showed El, the Exorcist in Espanol.
3: All
4: right,
15: and it was a hoot.
4: Okay. Uh, do you remember
15: the do you remember the scene where Father Marin and and Father Carras first go in, to talk to uh, Reagan. Yeah. And he uh, he starts screaming and everything at him. He, goes, Spanish, he sure. calls him Spanish.
3: Sure. him Well, she was multilingual, maricon, 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 right? <laughs> he
15: calls Father Marin,
19: maricon.
3: To Mama, Mama, uh, yeah, no, in right, hey right? In Haiti, right?
19: And also, uh, the power of... Lots of, of
3: mamas Christ. going on in there.
19: The power of Christ compels you. Yeah. In español, it's el poder de Cristo te obliga. All right. <laughs>
3: great. There you go. want you do this to me? Exactly.
19: There you go. Thanks,
3: pal. Okay, have a great day, pal. May the Spirit of Christ compel you to do something good. We have an open line in uh, Broward, and all of Dade County continues to be. Well, let's just check that out, okay? Line one. There you go. Dial tone on one. Dial tone on three. See, we have to keep checking these out because they don't ring and they don't light up and they don't do anything. Our phone system is totally broken down. But At least one good thing, the people in Dade are consistent. We don't have to check those too much because they're not ringing anyway. Let's try uh, Coral Springs. Hello? Coral Springs?
19: Yeah, Neil, how are you doing? This drug epidemic is out of control again in South Florida, and, uh, a little more to that airport stuff than you're allowing your listeners to hear.
3: That I'm allowing them to hear. What does that mean?
19: Well, uh, this one, you know, a kilo, a kilo of kilo cocaine in South Florida now is cheaper than it's, than it's been in about twenty five years. There's more drugs coming through here. When they're doing those, whoa, 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 ops, wait, wait, wait,
3: wait. But you started out by saying there's a little bit more to it that I'm letting people out. here. Did Did you hear what I read? Were you listening to the words?
19: Oh yes, I did. You made it sound like you know these people in Volusia and the people down at the DEA at the airport are doing the wrong thing. It's not true at all.
3: Well, um, let me say it to you, sir. It is true. This one was in Houston, Texas, February 27, 1991. It's got the name of the individual. It's got the name of the judge who made the ruling on it. It's got all the details. It is true. It
19: sir, is anytime, true. People are anytime, having anytime, their... you're, anytime you're at an international airport, they have a right to search you no matter what. And, you know, that's part of the obligation of flying. And, and,
3: and they have a right to take any money you have on you and tell you that you're a drug dealer and not even give you a receipt?
19: They they do give you a receipt, if they didn't, that'd be corruption. If they didn't give a receipt, there's a reason for that. Wait, wait, what
3: would the reason be, sir?
19: Probably because they've identified that person as a drug trafficker, and he actually is going to owe people money. If they don't give him a receipt... Well, sir, let me say it. Well, sir, see did, you did, did it. you did you just want
3: to make a lot of noise, or did you hear the article I read? I spent, you know, a couple of minutes no, reading did,
19: it. I did hear the thing, and you know what? You know, sometimes i I got to respect your honesty, but sometimes you just only cover half of, uh, half of the issue. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to inform you a little bit. If they didn't give him a receipt... It's obvious that they wanted him to go through and he had to answer to somebody because there
3: was drug money. Sir, let me say it to you again. There were no drugs found. They didn't even arrest him, okay, but they kept the money. Let me say it again. They kept the money. When the officer, he asked them for a receipt, they handed him a receipt for an undetermined amount of U.S. currency, not even an amount of money. It took him two years to go to court and get his money back.
19: Neil, you're there, were, there,
3: self- were, there were no drugs, there was no arrest, and there was no conviction. And you can keep you're, saying, you're Neil, Neil, self- Neil, 50,000 times. This goes on all the time.
19: Neil, you're an intelligent guy. First of all, it'd be physically impossible for him to carry $9,000 worth of narcotics on him. Number two, you know... Uh, you it know was, was,
3: impo- was so- impossible for what?
19: To carry $9,000 worth of narcotics so, on so him. So where was it? Neil, that isn't the way they transport money. Where right was there? the narcotics?
3: Sir, where was the narcotics? He either delivered it or he was on his way to pick it up. Oh, so in other words, you, so in other words, you, we have psychic DEA people now. We know this for a fact. That if I get on a plane that I'm flying home from Amsterdam and I have thousands of dollars in cash in my pocket, I have must be uh, selling drugs. Oh, he hung up. Oh, there you go. You didn't hear the click? No, I didn't because I was talking too loud. Thank God. He hung up because he's got no balls and he's another one of those lying pieces of crap turd uh, porkers, is what he is. Another porker who will defend anything that the law enforcement people do in this country. And, and, you know, that was only one page I read out of this book. There are hundreds of pages uh, telling you about similar stories and worse. Oh, but we just made it up. You're, you know, you're a bright guy, but you're only telling half of the story. I'm telling you the whole goddamn story, sir. The DEA ought to be disbanded today. They ought to disband the whole goddamn DEA because all this is a big, gigantic waste of taxpayer time and money. And they use the news media, oh, we made this big bus today, and we did, yeah, whoopee-doo. You're really doing a hell of a job. Hassling the hell out of people, and especially minorities, because we know that any minority member has got a lot of cash on him, He is a drug dealer. Don't ask any questions. Don't give him a receipt. Just bust his ass, bust his chops, hassle the hell out of him, just like blacks and Hispanics driving through Volusia County, which we know there's no rednecks, no bigots up there, just like that guy over there in Fort Myers. And the Colombians are the worst. Uh, I mean, how in God's name can anybody get on the air? Can it go anywhere and make and make statements like that? The fill in the blank. The are the biggest scumbags. The worst bunch of direct The worst uh, whatever. So thank God we don't live in the Deep South with a bunch of bigots.
0: The Neil Rogers Show now exclusively on 560 QAM. <laughs> The Neil Rogers Show now on 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale. My
8: vagina really gets my panties in a while. Alright. Well he's a
5: Tallahassee Nazi. we who got the money from his daddy. Ooh. And as I said my little Braddy, we didn't get to that scrappy. Well he's a Tallahassee Nazi. No Bob A FLA. Well, he's a presidential son, who doesn't have to run. No one else is gonna win, he might as well just move right in.
4: Seek higher,
5: seek higher, seek higher, He has a golden spoon, he was born with a pizzazz, so look out all you Jews. Get ready for the gap, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Oh, you give our civil rights a whammy. Woo! As he's a Tallahassee Nazi Love of F.L.A. Well he's a very wealthy dude With very fast views Who never paid his dues By next year we'll all be screwed? Sheep Heil! Seek Heil! she Any smart could win that race Against Buddy McKay Why do you think they call it Cooper? Vittorio anyway He's a Tallahassee Nazi Oh, he'll make
4: the KKK happy. Oh,
3: yeah, he's a Come on, let's do it. If I could just say three more paragraphs, okay, to like uh try to steer this asshole I called a minute ago in the right direction, even though he won't listen because he doesn't want to listen to anything I said and was so cowardly that he just hung up and disappeared. Again, this is from the book Lost Rights, James Bovard, The Destruction of American Liberty, which you all damn well ought to be reading. Once upon a time, possession was nine-tenths of the law. Nowadays, gossip is sometimes nine-tenths of possession. Thousands of American citizens are being stripped of their property on the basis of rumors and unsubstantiated assertions made by government confidential informants. Beginning in 1970, Congress enacted legislation to permit government to seize the property of mafia organizations and big-time drug smugglers. In succeeding decades, other forfeiture laws were enacted, and federal agents can now seize private property under over 200 different statutes. From 1985 to 1991, the number of federal seizures of property under asset forfeiture laws increased by 1,500%, reaching a total of $644 million. State and local governments have also seized hundreds of million dollars of property in recent years. Stephen Kessler, a New York lawyer who authored a three-volume 1993 study on federal and state forfeiture, rights, the use of forfeiture has probably increased a hundredfold in the last 10 years. Unfortunately, the more forfeiture laws that legislatures enact, the less attention police seem to pay to major criminals. Representative Henry Hyde of all people of Illinois noted in June of 1993 that 80% of the people whose property is seized by the federal government under drug laws are never formally charged with any crime. Representative John Conyers of Michigan declared at a June 1993 congressional hearing, a law designed to give cops the right to confiscate and keep the luxury possessions of major drug dealers mostly ensnares the modest homes, cars, and hard-earned cash of ordinary law-abiding people. Oh, what a concept, sir. Who wanted to ramble on? Neil, Neil, ba-ba-ba, yeah, right. Yeah, I got to see it your way, pal. We all have to goose-step and see it your way because you want us to live in a goddamn police state and some of us just aren't going to be quite obedient enough to satisfy you. Here's Plantation. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
16: Monday, I was listening to you uh, talk about a book, something about God, and you said you can't find it. I went out on the web. I couldn't find it. Where do you find this book?
3: A book about God? You mean Farewell Farewell, Farewell to God by Farewell. Charles Templeton? Yeah. yeah. have to buy it from uh, Canada. Uh, what the, is it
16: called, Farewell
3: to God? Farewell to God by Charles Templeton. You want the number?
16: Yeah. Yeah, please. one eight hundred three eight
3: seven. 387 one four one
16: seven. Okay, because it's not listed anywhere.
3: No, no, because you can't buy in this country. God forbid you should be able to buy something like that in America.
16: It's Charles Templeton? Right. All uh, right, keep up the good work, okay, Neil. Thanks, thanks, a lot. thanks a
3: lot. Okay, we have an open line at Broward five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Kendall. Hello.
16: Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I just got back from um, Amsterdam, the Red Light Street. Oh my God. Yeah. I went there with my friend who stayed at the Surgeon's House. That place. I tell you, walk down the street and you go shopping for women. It's like window shopping. Uh huh. Why can't it be like that here? What is it? Why can't it be like that
19: here?
3: Because this is a repressed, constipated country. sir. that's why it can't be like that here. Because we got a bunch of sanctimonious hypocrites. That's I'm why. I'm
19: just people smoking pot like nothing. Yeah. I'm like, jeez, it is heaven. You okay, glad
3: you had a good time. So we have an open line of date five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Boynton Beach. Hello
12: uh, Neil.
3: Yes, sir. Hi,
12: how are you? I'm a young Julio, and uh, very interested in your topic. I uh, a couple years ago, I had gone through the uh, DEA system, and let me tell you, it's uh, it was unreal what I saw going through those people. It's all about money. It's all about business. The more people they bust, the more I can't believe your phone lines aren't lit up.
3: They are I mean, now. They are after that asshole call. They all lit up like a Hanukkah I can't
12: Hanukkah believe that guy. That guy has no clue. He's he's putting. He's playing with people's lives. And he's got no proof on nothing. And, I mean, and I walk-
3: I'm, I'm sitting here reading to him right from this book, which I'm sure this guy didn't, you know, he researched this book very well. He didn't just make this stuff up. He's got names and dates and uh, the judge's name. And I'm reading to him, and, he, well, uh, you know, he must have had, uh, you know, he didn't have it on him. He didn't have, you know, we, uh, we presume that you're guilty because you've got cash. There you go. Can, can you imagine, I was just saying to George during the break, can you imagine getting off a plane in Vegas and having a bunch of DEA guys there with dog-sniffing dogs checking to see if you have a lot of cash on you?
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure Vegas wouldn't have anything to do
3: with that. They wouldn't put up with that for five seconds, man. They'd have those DEA people be sleeping with the fishes.
7: They know who they're messing with in Vegas, believe me. But, Vegas, uh, Neil, you're wonderful. You (laughs) have a great show, and
12: uh, I have a different outlook of life because you give me a lot of uh, aspirations, and uh, Neil's got go, Go, Neil. Thanks, pal. Bye-bye. Have a great life.
3: See, this is a show where we talk about the way it ought to be in the real world, and the guy called a couple of minutes ago, even though he had a muffled, crappy phone, talking about Amsterdam. See, the reason it's so great there is because it's not a police state. Do no harm. Let people live. That's all. We have all these self-fulfilling prophecies here in this country. The more drug uh, enforcement organizations we got, the more people, more drug addicts we have to have to keep them in business. The more things that you make illegal, the more agencies you have to have, the more billions of dollars you got to spend. Instead of taking care of things that really need to be taken care of, so that's why we still have people freezing to death up north in the winter time, homeless people in America. All this money that we're going to be spending tomorrow to send this old fart up in outer space again, this space cadet back up in there. All these billions of dollars are wasted on this horse crap, and we got people starving to death and freezing to death in the winter time on the streets of this country. And we're spending billions of dollars to fight the wicked weed because these people, like uh, we've said all this last couple of weeks that we've been talking about this, it's a big goddamn bureaucratic nightmare is what it is. And they have to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more money because they have to justify their existence. Drug sniffing dogs, baby, because you might have a joint on your ass. How do you like that? Oh, my
0: God. The Neil Rogers Show, now exclusively on 560 QAM. Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best...
5: Thing. Oh, God, Neil. Oh! What's a nice kiss like you? Staying with the president. Now <laughs> what's a nice kiss like you? Staying with the president. With a diner pack and a jizzit dress. That old can't get you to confess what's a nice kid like you playing with the president's boy. Now it's a nice kid like you holding it between your
4: lips?
5: What's a nice kid like you? Spending time between his lips. You're not right enough to hold down a job But you do best to throw down on really not what's a nice kid like you. Playing with the president. Oh, yeah. Now you can make a million dollars. Thank the bills that day. The movies and books would be the frosting on your face. What's the nine you? not you. Oh. Playing with the president. <laughs> on your knees. <face. laughs> playing with the president. Go begin. Playing <laughs> with the
3: president.
0: You better split.
3: Here's a fax from Alex in Miami. Neil, I was wondering if it's possible to get the book, Farewell to God, over the Internet. The answer is yes www.canadabooks.com. One word, canadabooks.com. Farewell to God by Charles Templeton. And the number again, he says also, could you give the number over the air? 1-800-387-1417. 387-1417. I'm going to read one more brief paragraph, very brief, just bear with me, from this book, Lost Right. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't want to spend the money to go out and buy the book, uh, we'll be unto you because this is a book that every adult, every child in this country ought to be forced to read find out what kind of a goddamn police state we're living in. Confiscation based on mere suspicion is the essence of contemporary asset forfeiture. In Adair County, Missouri, local police seized Sherry and Matthew Farrell's 60-acre farm based on an unsubstantiated tip from a paid drug informant who claimed that Farrell had a vast field of marijuana and used tractors outfitted with special lights to harvest it at night. Police made no effort to investigate the allegations before seizing Farrell's farm. The case against Farrell and 34 other local defendants collapsed when the informant refused to testify in court, first because he claimed that he had laryngitis and then because he claimed a total loss of memory. Despite the collapse of the government's case, the police refused to return Farrell's farm. They had a change of heart after the Pittsburgh press exposed the case, although they required that the Farrell sign an agreement promising not to sue before they gave them back their farm, on which they found nothing. The case cost the Farrells over $5,600 in legal fees. All All right. right. We got a uh, tip from some informant who turns out to be a wacko and full of crap from some scumbag, and we're just going to come in and seize your property. We're not even going to take the trouble to look and see if it's uh, for real. We're just going to come in and do whatever the hell we want, and then you can go to court and spend all your hard-earned money and uh, work to get your property back. Maybe if you're lucky. And let me say, and only because the Pittsburgh newspaper exposed the uh, the fiasco, the scandal, they finally said, okay, well, you can have your property back, but you got to sign off and uh, the, uh, agree not to ever sue us. Can't imagine why. Here's Cape Coral. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
6: You know, I'm a consummate caller here calling from Cape Coral. On the morning show from 8 to 10, my host tells me I talk too much. and I'm I'm too- yeah,
3: good, okay. We don't want chronic callers, okay? He's a consummate. As soon as he said, I'm a consummate caller, little bells and buzzers were going off in my head. We don't do chronic callers over here, okay, sir? Just listen, because you obviously have nothing to say. He's the consummate caller. Chronic is what the word is, sir. Chronic pain in the ass. We don't need you. We don't want you. Go the hell away. Open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a call from the hammocks. Hello.
11: Hello. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, the the guy that called up uh, the uh, drug enforcement guy who... The cop, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, he himself, you know, he convicts himself when he says that, that how the prices have gone down uh, drastically in 25 years for... I mean, I don't, you know, know what the prices are, but I know that... They have I mean, what other commodity, what other you know, thing that you buy in, in this economy, has gone down so drastically in price? Mm-hmm. I mean, what does that say about their efforts and the drug war when you know I think Th-
7: their efforts are a joke.
3: It, it's strictly it's strictly self-sufficient, self- uh, right. just, I mean no one's going to kill, their own ability to No one's exist. going to
11: kill the goose that laid the golden egg. That People is absolutely aren't to legislate correct. themselves out of a job Right out of an income. I mean, all the way from the drug drugs are all the way down to, you know, your, your local agency.
3: Absolutely here. correct. The, the war on drugs in this country is one of the biggest farces in the, and one of the biggest myths Product. in the history of mankind.
11: And that's why the the referendum, I think, in California, where the voters uh, voted for the medical use, I think, of marijuana, right. overwhelmingly. Right. And then the, the government says, no, we're not going to, uh, you know. And, and only, so even in if you o- voted, only
3: in Oakland, the County city council came in in Oakland and passed by one vote, five to four vote, they passed the measure to allow the uh, people who need medical marijuana to have a place where they can get it legally.
11: Yeah, it, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, I don't care. I don't smoke marijuana. And have, I don't smoke, either. I don't, I don't smoke, either. I but I believe in freedom in and years. I believe
3: in a government that it shouldn't be a police state. That's what I believe exactly, in. Exactly.
11: Exactly. It's just the most, the biggest, fra- most fraudulent, uh, you know, unbelievable scam that there is. I mean,
3: when you stop and think about all the big to do, forget about whatever you think about Clinton's sex life, but all this think they made about, oh, did he actually inhale? They asked him, did he try marijuana? Did he inhale? Which, of course, he felt compelled to deny and lie about that, because the the notion that somebody might have actually inhaled a joint of marijuana this uh, 20 yes, years yes, ago, yes, this yes. could disqualify him. I mean, we're talking reefer madness all over yes, again. People, we're people still are just you know, brainwashed. later, years later, and we're still talking reefer madness in this country. It's, it's,
11: people are just brainwashed in this country. They really are. They just don't realize it. But It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, listen, Neil, thanks a lot, man. Good
3: luck, pal. Yeah. We have an open line, two of them in Dade County. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Deerfield. Hello.
18: Yeah, Neil, how you doing? First okay, time sir. caller. Great. Uh, actually, I have a few things, but I wrote them down so I can be concise because I don't want to get hung up on. Real quick, I was a loyal Howard Stern fan. Came down here. Buddy of mine turns me on to you. At first, I didn't think I'd ever listen to talk radio. Uh, you might remember he was listening. I mean. Years and years, he finally called you the day he was moving to Ohio, and you said, good for you, smart guy, finally moving. Yeah. He's been asking me to tape your show, and I in TV Guide, they keep listing the Neil show, and I hear you talking that it might be canceled. What is the story with that? How long do we have it for?
3: How long do you have it for? About another week and a half, another week.
18: Okay, regarding Amsterdam. Yeah. I've never been there, true or false. They say when you go to these cafes, it's like a menu. You basically have a smorgasbord right. of all different types. Is that true? Yes. And what about out on the street, people can walk around and smoke doobs, no problem? Yes. Wow. Okay, also, you're a big hockey buff. Yeah. I'm very into hockey. Unfortunately, I'm an Islander fan. Don't give me any crap about that. Hey, listen, they won on a
3: greasy goal last night. I saw parts of that game. That kid, that uh, legacy kid for L.A. has been playing great. Greasy goal from center ice, but they won the game.
18: Yeah, they did. In fact,
3: Tommy, how does Tommy Salo have three shutouts this year? I don't get it.
18: He, he must, are, he must I, be doing drugs. Did you see drugs. him in the Olympics, though? He, he's good. He's He's, he's quick. Um, but what's your views on
11: Potvin? On Felix? On Dennis
18: Potvan. On oh, Dennis Potvan? Yeah, I, I haven't heard the talk about him.
3: See the only thing of that uh, he ever said in his life that was memorable was <laughs> a lot of in New Jersey. That was the only thing he ever said that we can recall. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. I wouldn't waste two seconds talking about that dumb frog. Denise Potvan, okay? Great player, but as a human being, we can't stand him. Uh, we don't want no, we don't want to get him upset because Dennis, of course he does have thin skin every time we rip him on the show, he gets all bent out of shape. We hurt his feelings I feel really, really sick. okay, we apologize, Denise. Here's a homestead. Hello,
4: uh, hello, yes, sir,
16: yeah, I call up about that uh having money on you, Yes, I was at cold when i had uh, i I hit a race for seven thousand dollars drug dealer, No. <laughs> yeah, and the security guards, you know they got that five percent guys up there, right. So they took me and, these, and this 5% guy down to, uh, down into the security office.
4: Uh-huh.
16: And they said to me, how much money you got on you? I said, what do you mean how much money you got on me? What, you don't want to know if I won or lost?
3: At a racetrack they said that? That's
16: right. I, they took me into the security office. And,
4: and, and, and what I, happened?
16: Uh, what they were trying to do, they were trying to say that this guy signed my tickets for income tax.
4: Right. And I did. just
16: wouldn't go along with him. I just said, I don't even know the guy. I, got, I had seven $8,000 in my pocket. I just refused to wait, let him go. Wait a
3: you, say, you mean to say that they paid you in cash?
16: Well, yeah. They, you, know, you know when you hit a big trifecta?
3: Yeah, they usually write you a check. They don't no, give you no, cash. No, 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 Yeah, no, sure no. they do.
16: No, no. That's when you hit for seventeen eighteen thousand. 18000 Right. But uh, this was for like four thousand some
3: odd. Oh, just small potatoes, right? Yeah.
16: So if you get two guys to sign for you, this, so that's runs about eight thousand. Right. But they were watching them, and they you know, they must have seen them give me the money and stuff. Yeah.
3: So you were trying to get a guy to, exactly. So you, so what do you want? You were you were cheating the government for Christ's sake. Those guys call me and complaining, like the five percent. You got to do that very. Uh, you got to know where to go and who to see, man. Well, Fat Rachel, turn you on to who to see. We have an open line of date, 5670560. Now, what he's talking about is that when they take the money off the top, if you go cash the ticket at the window, so they have these guys who hang around 5%, and for 5%, they go and they cash it, and they're deadbeats anyway, and they don't file any income tax, and so you wind up saving all the tax money and just paying them 5% instead of your 30% or whatever or 20% that they take off the top of the government. Here's a guy trying to cheat the goddamn government. Trace that call, by the way.
6: Leave the poor old fart alone.
3: Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello.
12: Hey, Neil. Yes, First sir. time, long time. All I right. I'm not chronic. <laughs> well, you took the words out of my
15: mouth before the break, and that's that caller after the break. But, you know, I'd like to say that, uh, um,
11: you know, you're right. This is a jackbooted police state. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like you said, these, these guys are just, uh, you know, they're taking our money, they're taking our property, and people need to protect their assets, you know. Um, I, I wanted to know what the book is. I, I heard Lost
16: Rights, but I didn't get the uh, author.
3: James Bovard, B-O-V-A-R-D. It's a paperback, Lost Rights, The Destruction of American Liberty. It's one of the most, your eyeballs will pop out of the sockets when you read
16: this. Right. Well, there's another book you need to read. It's called The Authority of Law by Charles Weissman.
17: People don't realize this, but a statute is not the law, and there's no jurisdiction in the court. So when they
10: charge you with a statute, they're just, you know, arbitrarily uh, uh, saying that this is the law. And we're gonna do it anyway because nobody challenged him. You know, the mm-hmm. problem is you got
16: lawyers in the in the uh, legislature and in the executive branch, which is a violation of the Constitution, separation of powers. But people don't even realize that because they're not even taught civics in school
3: anymore. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I love you, buddy. Okay, pal. All right. Have a great day. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. If you want to be in America, don't walk around with a lot of cash on you, okay? That's the message. And the darker your complexion is, the less cash you ought to be carrying around. Because we know there's no sparches out there that I have more than like 10 bucks. Right? Wouldn't you say that's about right? Let's pick a number. If you're black, in fact, if you're real, real dark black, and you got more than like uh, 2 $3 on it, well, let's see. Now, how much is it? $5 for the vagrancy law? What's the vagrancy law, George? How little do you have to have on you and they can arrest you for a vagrant? Five bucks, I think.
2: I don't know. Hasn't that changed? I thought it was under twenty. No, no, no. Under twenty. Twenty
12: bucks.
3: How the hell did I ever make it through those years at KAT? Don't you remember my story about how the day that I was on a Sunday and my uh, bank card wasn't working that day, and I was broke, and I wanted to go have lunch over there on Alton Road? What the hell was the name of that place? Whatever it was. And I had no cash. And I put my card in the machine and it wouldn't work. I thought, geez, I'm going to be fat. It's young kipper today. I didn't even know it. And I'm walking across the street and I look on the uh, by the curb and there's like six dollar bills sitting there on the uh, ground. Of course, that's back in '76. So six dollars in '76 bought me a nice meal and a big uh, banana split. Yeah. And I said, all right. There you go. It's America. They paved the streets with money. <laughs> Decriminalized pot in Florida. Hey.
5: Jamaica, 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 Jamaica,
15: Jamaica, 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 You Jamaica, Jamaica, make it
5: Jamaica, 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 Rasta Joe, boy, Rasta Joe, oi, Rasta Joe. I say, I and I, I say wo yo yo, boy. How come you don't wear dreadlocks? I'm not that orthodox. I like Jimmy Cliff, and I like to smoke a spliff. Alright. I like my guys. I am a Yiddish type of guy Rasta me, Rasta you Rasta black, Rasta you Rasta G But oh, yes. I am Rasta G I like coach and coach and I
7: ride a motorbike
5: Chicken soup with Canada name That's what I like. Have you ever tasted? Bread, peach, rice and cringe. Planting and get fish. That's much more my cheese. Rather me. Trust, Trust you. Rather flat. Trust the you. Rise, G I I want to you rise, right Boy! I'm
4: dying over here.
5: Rats are Yes, are i doing you're smoking a type of... are you doing it. Looks like
4: you're smoking a type You've
3: got to peel it back first. That's what I always say. Twelve thirty-two at five sixty. WQAM. We have an open line in Dade. Five six seven zero five sixty. Palm five sixty on the mobile one line. Hank Goldberg at Shula Steak Two at two o'clock this afternoon. We got the booster at six briefly. Because seven o'clock we got Panther pregame. Seven thirty. Oh! Panthers and the Red Wings. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
17: I've been uh, listening to you for years and um, never called them, but the irony of what just happened uh, made me pick up the phone. I'm driving home from lunch lunch uh taboca i'm 45 year old businessman with a, with a suit and tie on yeah
4: right
17: right when you're you're talking about the loss of rights i pull right into a broward county sheriff's checkpoint with the radio on i flip the radio off i look over to my right and there's a couple of teenagers with shaved heads and ponytails and, and camaros and firebirds etc right getting shaken down by the cops i come pulling up to the checkpoint go right on through Right. I'm 45 years old. I've been smoking pot for 25 years. I'm doing all right for myself. Oh. It, it's a hard balancing act trying to explain to my son the hypocrisy of the government but the need for rules at the same time. It's right. tough. Right. It's brutal. And, and you're the voice of truth, and I appreciate it. Okay, pal. Doing a good job. Thanks a lot. Thanks.
3: That's right. If you're young, if you got long hair, if you look a little on the hippie side, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're a fag, if you're whatever, whatever the hell you are, the government is just waiting to pull you over and hassle your ass, and we're paying big, fat tax money to these assholes so they can protect us, so they can keep us safe. Who the hell's going to keep us safe from them? That's the goddamn question. Seizing people's property, shaking people down, shaking down minorities. Oh, yeah, illegal road checks out there in the Iowa. What gives them the right to do these uh, road checks? Well, what is that all about? It's like something you expect to see in a banana boat country, in a 10th world country. Oh, well, we're just doing spot checks here to see who's naughty and nice. What if you're late for work? What if you're How, how, on how about doing some it? spot checks to see who's got – see, this is a state where we have no auto inspection, by the way, which I've been screaming about for years, and we'll never get it back. We got the thing where they stick that, uh, you know, the tube up your – so They can shake you down for 10 bucks as if they really care about emissions. They're more they're more concerned about other squirt squirt emissions is what they're really concerned about, but nevertheless. Auto inspection, people with bald tires, with no headlights, with no brakes, their little brown coupe, does anybody care about that? No. no. They don't give a crap about that. That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for something to really stick it to you for, baby. So they can say, so why don't we just build a prison on every street corner? We could put all the goddamn drug criminals out there, the drug abusers in the jail for like the rest of their lives and throw the key away. Everybody who ever smoked a joint, everybody who ever had a, a goddamn uh, joint in their possession, everybody who ever had a goddamn roach in their ashtray, anybody that ever knew somebody that, you know. And of course, if you ever inhaled, for Christ's sake, Oy. that's an uh, electric chair right away. We're talking about a government of lunatic fascist maniacs, and that's why every time I pick up my paper in the morning and I read about, well, this, these black guys are going to vote for Bush, and this, uh, these Jews over here are going to vote for and I want to throw up. I want to puke. And, 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 of course, leave it to the Herald. Who do you think they endorsed? Who do you think the Herald endorsed last Sunday? How many guesses do you need? To get who's with be? And I read the whole convoluted argument, and it says in there toward the end of their editorial endorsement, it says, even though philosophically on most of the issues we agree more with Buddy McKay, in spite of that, we think that Jeb Bush has got the uh, foresight and the vision to lead us into a new uh, state of fascism,
6: or whatever it said.
3: How do you like that? In other words, what they're saying is that if we know what's good for us, as we continue pandering to a certain constituency in this town, we damn well better endorse Jeb Bush. That's what they said. Because if you read it in the Herald, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's what's good for the Herald. <clears throat> whether it's about politics, whether it's about casino gambling, whatever it's about. Whether it's about building that arena they're building down there, right down by the Herald property there with uh, Mickey Harrison and the uh, and company. If it's good for the Herald, then they'll give you all the propaganda that you can suck down. <clears throat> Here's Pompano. Hello. Pompano. Hey, what's going on, Neil? Yes, sir.
18: All right, I got a story out of D.C. for you. Can oh. barely hear you. Um, I got a story at of D.C. for you.
3: Uh, yeah. Um,
18: six months ago, they pulled over a car, nice Benz, um, driving through one of the rougher neighborhoods. Yeah. Tinted windows. They don't know who's inside. They figured they um got a drug dealer or something. Yeah. Pulled the guy out of the car. It's Rod Strickman. Point guard for the Wizards. Yeah. I mean, they, they stick him with a DUI or something, never follow up on it. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs>
3: Okay, pal, thanks for the good news. What did he say? He said something about the old Washington Bullets who had to change their name. We have an open line at Dade 1 at Broward, 5670560, pound 560, on the mobile one line. Boy, somebody put some bad stuff in these cigars, I'll tell you that. Woo, heavy duty. Yeah, somebody has tainted our uh, cigars. Here's a call from Naples. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
6: I'd like to comment from a physician's point of view regarding prohibition, which you so accurately described. Yes. A pharmacist turned me in for prescribing opioid or um, narcotics, and the Florida Board of Medicine ran me all over the state to see a psychiatrist, to see a chemical dependency, and after a convoluted, extremely expensive experience, the Board of Medicine found nothing, and I was exonerated. It was a very awful experience, and uh, what it yields is that patients are unable to get treated adequately for pain by physicians. So with Prohibition, people are going to have to know that they're responsible for the people whom they elect, and I so much agree with your program. We need more people like you. That's my comment. Thank you so much.
3: Amen. Thank you so much. Okay. There's Dr. Jack, I mean a doctor in Naples. Yeah, that's another thing. You can't even offer yourself without the government sticking their nose in there. Dr. Jack, he's trying to help these damn people who want to die in peace and uh, they're they're terminally ill. Government's got to stick their nose in there. You can't do that. Because we got a bunch of people who are right-to-life people, unless you're a doctor.
0: The Neil Rogers Show, now exclusively on 560 QAM. Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM.
8: Beware of exploding balls.
0: It was a cold, steel, gray day.
9: Brutal winds blowing in the direction of the sea. Freezing fast, cheered with undying loyalty. Victory rested on the shoulders of one man. Napoleon Kaufman. He emerged on the field from the smoky bowels of the team locker room. Napoleon Kaufman. He was healthy and ready to do something. Throughout the annals of sports history, nobody did something better than Napoleon Kaufman. Napoleon Kaufman. He did something.
4: But
3: how's he doing? how he be doing? Anybody know how the Portland Copin be doing these days? Anybody know? Huh? come on, we want the goddamn answer inquiring mind. No. We want to know. Sixteen till one at five sixty W Q M. We have two open lines in Dade County, five six seven, O five sixty, pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir.
11: Yeah, how you doing? I'd like to talk about this supposed drug war for a minute. Yeah? I completely agree with everything you said and uh, I'd like to take it a step further. I've maintained for the whole last five years or so that i think all drugs should be legal because this drug war is unwinnable from the get-go it's a joke all they do is raise the street price with these interdiction efforts of theirs you know and then make the drug dealers richer
16: and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's
11: there's whether it's legal or not does not impinge on my decision whether to do heroin one bit i'm educated about it i think, yeah. take that money that they're education,
3: wasting oh my god you're getting a little bit revolutionary there now sir education
11: yeah,
3: informing the public about the uh, realities of what this is all about, teaching our kids about drugs,
11: Absolutely. honestly and openly? Absolutely. You know what? As
3: opposed to just running around screaming the sky is falling and doing an anti-Reagan with a red dress, just saying no?
11: It's just it's ludicrous. And, and, you know, over half the crime in this country is drug-related. I think, you know, if you regulate it, legalize it, tax it, you're going to see a drop in the crime rate big time Dramatic. in the long
3: run. Dramatic.
11: And, and and not only that, we'll be able to keep these these violent criminals in jail for a very very long time instead of letting them out early to put a dime a dozen drug dealer in there
3: let me say it again the the average time that a murderer spends in prison in this country is nine years we have people serving three people serving life sentences without eligibility for parole in this country because they were growing too many plants in their backyard.
11: It's just unbelievable. And one one more thing, you know, I'm I'm a musician. I was out last night at this bar, and we kind of they had they closed down, and I was out with my buddy, and and we were sitting in my car in the parking lot. These three cop cars come up. They shine the lights in my car. Yeah. You know, they see, you know, I have a little bit, uh, my hair's a little long, so is my friend. I have all these. And, and a
3: musician, don't forget. Yeah. They uh, probably uh, sensed that.
11: Oh, you know, they went through my whole car, took out the, my bags and stuff that I had my equipment in, went through that, went through everything in my car. Right. You know, and then uh, they have nothing to do out there. They're like bored. And, it's and just... what did they find? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely,
3: positively, nothing. The big... Oh!
11: Unbelievable. Thanks there you go. Thanks a lot. Okay,
3: pal. Yeah, he's got long hair. He's a musician, which I'm sure they must have sensed that. They got that sixth sense, that sixth sense. A police effing state, baby. Make no mistake about it. You're in it. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a lady mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Lady Mobile. Hello. Hello there.
8: Um, I'm a first-time caller from Connecticut, and um, I've been enjoying listening to you. I I agree with a lot of your points. Um, I kind of have a hard time listening to you because you do take God's name in vain a lot, which kind of bums me out a little bit. But, hey, we have freedom of speech. We have freedom of speech in this country. So, well, just because I personally am a Christian, I don't take God's name in vain, and I do think that he well, is a, you're, you're, super, you're
3: entitled to believe whatever. Fairy that's right. You like. You're
8: entitled to say whatever you like. Right. But I do like to, you know, listening to you. It does make it a little hard. But anyway, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about some restaurants you were talking about. Uh, one Mexican restaurant has a prickly pear cactus margarita. You know, you remember the name of that?
1: What?
8: A prickly pear cactus. What margarita. are you talking about? <laughs> My husband's been saying that somewhere in Sunrise you were advertising a prickly pear. I have no idea. I haven't got restaurant. any
3: idea what you're talking about.
8: All right. Near so new movie theaters, nothing comes to mind, huh? Okay. How about, how about a Chinese restaurant named...
3: Okay. We have an open line at Broward, Two and Dade. Five, six... Go back to Connecticut, lady, okay? Before it's too goddamn late. Oh, sorry.
2: What? What is she talking about? Prickly pears, you know.
3: Yeah, I got a prickly pear for you, sweetheart. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Jesus, go back to Connecticut, okay? They can't even pronounce it right. They're either spelling it wrong or pronouncing it wrong. Can't even have it both ways. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
7: Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't had a lot of boaters calling you. The Coast Guard is just as bad. I mean, you can have a nice leisurely sail off to the Bim, uh,
3: Bimini or somewhere, Yeah. and you think you're the. If you do it very many times, you're going to get boarded by the Coast Guard. And the reason is they're going to board a, a sailboat or something like that
10: because they've got to have so many boardings in a month. Mm-hmm. And why? In other
3: words, they got a quota for that, too, which I'm sure they would deny, just like they deny they got a quota for writing tickets, which, of course, so we know they do.
10: But
12: why would they want to board a drug boat where they might get shot? Right. That's
3: uh, that, that, an excellent his boat, point.
10: My friend said his boat torn up by them.
3: He had the boat torn up?
10: Well, tearing apart pulling off panels and everything, going through looking for drugs. And, all
3: right. and uh he never has used drugs, never would. Yeah. And but they've gone out there and his friends have had the same experience. I'm surprised you haven't had more boaters calling about that. Maybe this. we will. i all well, I guess the message is stay inside. Lock the doors okay. uh, real tight and stay inside. Thanks. Neil. Okay pal. Just lock the just like pretend we're having a hurricane. Pretend that big one that's down there in the Gulf. Pretend it's up here. Just shutter up the house, board up the doors, nail it shut from the inside, get a lot of your supplies, of course, first. That's a good idea. Or maybe just leave a little room under the door they can slip the stuff, have one of those doggy doors. And that's it. Because our government is busy looking to harass the hell out of you. I'm telling you, I I wish I had the time, I wish I had the hours. And I wish it weren't so boring to read stuff on the air because it really is. I don't like reading on the air and I've done a lot of it the last few days. But uh, this book is just amazing. Just unbelievable. Where's the one about uh, Fort Lauderdale I was reading only moments ago? One moment, please. To bring it real close to home. In Florida, the Dade County Commission revised county laws in 1989 to allow county officials to demolish a nuisance building within 30 days after the police report drug activity at the property. Proof of drug activity is defined in the ordinance as one arrest. In Dade County, they can demolish it within 30 days. One arrest. All right, we're tearing your building down, baby. Oh, here it is. In Fort Lauderdale, police seized the $250,000 home of a dead man from his heirs who had cared for him while he was dying of cancer. This is in Fort Lauderdale. The justification for the seizure, a confidential informant told police that two years earlier, the owner took a $10,000 payment from drug dealers who used a docket house along a canal to unload cocaine. The informant can't recall the exact date, the boat's name, or the dealer's names And the government candidly says in its court brief it doesn't possess the facts necessary to be any more specific, as the Pittsburgh Press reported. Although the police had no evidence that the deceased homeowner was involved in drug dealing, an informant's vague, uncorroborated assertion was sufficient to evict the owners and seize the property. In Fort Lauderdale. All right! I guess he won't be doing that no more, huh? Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir.
11: Uh, I don't want to get off the subject of drugs, but just wanted to let all the, the blacks and the Jews and the fags know if you don't vote <laughs> in November 3rd, yeah. uh, you're going to see... <laughs>
3: Jeb uh, okay. yeah, Bush, you know something? I haven't yeah. voted. I haven't voted for years, and I admit it. I didn't. And this year, I should have registered, and I was going to do it, which is obviously too late. And I guarantee you, this is the last time living in this country that I'm not going to register to vote because even though it's only one vote, I just can't sit back and watch these Nazis take over the I whole goddamn country. Can't do it. That's all I got to say. God bless you, sir. Vote early and often. All right. Okay. That's right. I'm going to uh, register for the next one. And that would probably be the last one that I'll be here. Oh, thank God. When is that day coming? Oh, please. Open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. This is America, baby, where freedom is a figment of your imagination. It's a state of mind. It's all relative. Maybe your relatives are free, but you're probably not. Here's a Key Largo. Hello.
7: Neil. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, one of your loyal listeners in Key Largo, you have a lot of them. Uh... Everything you say is right on about the government, about religion, about everything. You mentioned something three or four weeks ago. You said two words that I've been believing in for a long time. Yes, sir. Uh, Forced sterilization.
3: Oh, absolutely. Now we're
14: talking.
7: It's ridiculous to let a 19, 20-year-old woman go in there and have their third or fourth kid, and they still don't know who the father is. Right. Right. Uh, the women's tubes. All all these athletes, and, by the
3: way, are. all these athletes, uh, these great uh, people who are role models and we're supposed to respect them. they're making 15 and 20 and and $100 million a year who are like, uh, yeah, they're, they're like George Washington. They want to be the father of our country. They're yeah. running around. They're impregnating every damn bitch that they can find and uh, making babies all over. They're not married to this one. They're not married to that. And we just don't understand why we've got all these problems. We uh, can't figure it out. Problems.
7: Big problems. It's, it's just unbelievable how we can allow these uh, uh, women to keep now babies with no father, no right. support. Any baby machines, up man. To be baby. baby
3: machines in the ghetto.
7: It's unbelievable. Uh, you can always untie those tubes when they mature enough to take care of their own right. kids.
3: That's right. Get off the welfare. Yep.
7: Everything you say is right on.
3: Okay, pal. Okay. Thank God you. bless me and you. We have two open lines. They're both in Dade County. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. That bitch from Connecticut before, well, when you take the lawyer, I should have known, as soon as she said, well, I'm a Christian, you know something, who cares? I don't care if you're a Christian, I don't care if you're Jewish, I don't care if you're an atheist, I don't give a crap what you are. You don't have to qualify yourself when you call this radio show, or any radio show, by telling me you're goddamn superstitious police, I'm not interested. In addition to which, probably when you announce to me that you're a Christian, it tells me you're intolerant and a, a judgmental bitch, is what it probably tells me. Not that I want to be judgmental, oh, I am? Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
7: Hello, Neil. Yes, I uh, hope I'm not being redundant, but a couple what? of things I've heard the last few days on your show. This poor guy that got busted for a roll of zigzag paper. I was livid when I heard that. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall any rolling paper him, saying for a man of marijuana use. I mean, it says cigarette paper. You know,
3: it may come as a great uh, piece of news, but, you know, in, in Amsterdam, since I've been talking about that a lot, many of the people, I, w- I would even be willing to say most of them, roll their own cigarettes. I'm right. talking about, uh, you know, real, honest-to-God cigarettes, not marijuana. I'm talking about cigarettes. So they have rolling papers, and basically they put in there whatever in their mood, but, but they do roll their own, cigarette well, hasn't still roll their
7: own cigarettes. It right. has been done. What right does the government have to assume? They may be right, but, I mean, they still don't have proof that you're using it to, to roll to roll pot. Yeah. And another thing, you know, Well, pot, how,
3: about, how about when they closed all the head shops down? In that's the, right.
7: That's right. Um, do you know that in the Egyptian mummifications, they found evidence of cocaine and marijuana? Oh, my God. In the mummies. Now, I don't yeah. condone cocaine use, but I've been smoking pot for 30 years. Maybe that's years. how
3: they levitated the pyramids. Maybe that's Maybe how they be. made it float.
7: But over the course of history, people have always wanted to get into a euphoric state. Yeah. And I don't think... Well, I guarantee
3: that, it's not Florida.
7: No, it's not Florida. Neil, um, I just, I, I'm, you're so right on in what you're saying. We, uh, as your listening audience, I think are, I'm a little hesitant to talk about marijuana use. Why? Um, in a restaurant or in public, you know, for fear of the wrong person overhearing the conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got is, those
3: confidential informants, like the book says. Everybody and their brother is a confidential informant. Do
7: you remember a few years ago when Bush uh, told people, yeah, if your neighbor's doing something bad, Call up the cops. Turn it in anonymously. Not that your neighbor. Remember but if a I, guy with a mustache. I was reading a thing, thing the other day
3: about all these kids that are being encouraged to turn mommy and daddy in. This
7: is terrible. We're, Nazi Germany started out like this. Yeah. Are, and and I don't remember voting the power that the irs has in our government today do you did you vote for that i certainly don't remember it being brought up as an issue what i'm telling you neil you are still so right on we need more people like you you should be in politics man and i, I would stand behind you 100 percent.
3: okay pal Thanks. you have neil. a great day in the 1930s says this book by james bovard the soviet regime rewarded young children who betrayed to the authorities words of criticism their parents had spoken about the great stalin As Robert Conquest noted in his classic history, The Great Terror, Stalin's Purge of the 30s, Stalin's idea of a good young communist demanded the qualities of an enthusiastic young narc. Some critics allege that the public schools are now adopting some of Stalin's methods. Drug abuse resistance education, D.A.R.E., is currently being taught by police officers to more than 5 million children in more than 200,000 classrooms each year. Policemen seek to win the children's trust, and children sometimes confide to police the names of people the children suspect are illegally using drugs. A mother and father in Caroline County, Maryland, were jailed for 30 days after their daughter informed a policeman providing a school anti-drug program that her parents had marijuana plants in her home.
0: The Neil Rogers Show, now exclusively on 560 QAM. (laughs) Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. No call today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 QAM. It's all been previously recorded. The best of... The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
8: It's the one, to hour. My religion's better
15: than your religion. All right. My religion's better than yours.
8: Okay. My
5: beliefs are what's required to avoid
15: a lake of fire.
5: My religion's better than yours. Are you sure? My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. Mm-hmm. While my religion has a taste bigotry and racial hate. My religion's better than yours. <laughs> my religion's better than yours. Religion. My religion's better than yours. What we like about it best? I fondle boys and wear a dress. My religion's better than yours. <laughs> my religion's better than your <laughs> <better> religion. <than laughs> My religion's better than yours. We have no respect for women. Drive a cab to make a living. My religion's better
0: than yours. ROY!
5: My religion's better than yours. Religion. My religion's better than yours. You hop for spooky ghosts. We slaughter pigs and dogs and goats. My religion's
12: better than yours.
5: My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than yours. We will be and empty tales never ever pay these bills. My religion's better than yours! My religion's better than your religion My religion's better than yours We knock on doors to bother you like fuller brushes you are new My religion's better than yours My religion's better than yours, religion
13: my religion's better than yours. We wear ties and ride our bikes and get to marry lots of wives. My religion's
5: better than yours. All right. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. We don't want to use our brains. We're when they slamming our parade. My religion's
3: better than yours. Oh. You know what I love the best about that uh, old fart that was babbling bullcrant?
19: Oh, this is terrible. You're, you're uh, trying to take away what these people were taught by their parents.
3: I'm not trying to take away anything. I'm just giving you something to think about. Is there something wrong with thinking? No. I mean, is that like a revolutionary concept in this country? Uh-huh. Thinking. Just think about it. They gave you Santa Claus. Was that a lie? No, uh-huh. no. They gave you a tooth fairy. Was that a lie? Uh-huh. Yeah, they gave you God. Was that a big lie? Uh-huh. There you go. So at least they're consistent, but they can't help it because that's the way they were raised too. So just use your own brain. Just think about it. As opposed to just because, well, you're, you're my parents were this. So who the hell cares? Who cares? Do they have some kind of a lock on the truth? On reality? Of course not. And who the hell is screaming out here in the goddamn hallway? I'm gonna tell you something, man. This sales department, they're they're going to uh, if there's a lake of fire, they're going there. We gotta stick a mic against that goddamn wall back there, okay? Have the Lee Cutler hour every day. Okay. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
12: Neil, uh, mark me down for that D&H, man.
3: All right. Never heard anybody. are coming in like crazy. Oh! Price is right.
12: That's right. I used to be a good Catholic, Neil, until uh, St. Thomas University. Oh, after, my God. I yeah. I was going to leave because uh, I was asking too many questions in theology. And uh, Don't, You're
3: not supposed to ask questions, man. You're just supposed to be good and obedient and keep your head down.
12: That's right. Exactly. Keep, keep my head, your head down.
3: Keep your head on it.
12: There's yeah. no fact in, in the church. Right. <laughs> And when those uh, testículos de Jehová come knocking on my door, I grab my red pajamas and my pitchfork. And, uh, tell <laughs> All
3: right, forth. great. All right,
12: Neil.
3: Thanks for the great tale.
12: See ya. See ya. <laughs> okay. We have
3: an open line in uh, Dade County, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Oh, have you heard the good news? Yeah, the good news is you're out of here, okay? That's the good news. The good news is that the door is slamming in your face, and I'm going back to watching my damn uh, soap opera or whatever. Boy, oh boy. By the way, speaking of soap operas, man, has anybody ever seen so much tourists at the same time as Guiding Life? Wow. We got Dinah who just won't die because she didn't take quite enough uh, blood pressure pills. We got Ben who just won't die because he's a miserable SOB. We got uh, Blake who's all of a sudden walking like a miracle now. And Ross is in the middle of all of it. And the, wow, you think you've got problems? Turn on Guiding Light. And it really cracks me up. These guys that say, oh, well, what kind of a guy watches a soap opera? And then I was listening to Hank a couple of weeks ago. And he was doing his thing, or no, it was mandage filling in. Asking about guys uh not, not watching Monday night football. And you'd be amazed at how many guys were calling in saying they're watching Melrose Place on Monday night. Now is Melrose Place a soap opera? Uh-huh. Last time I checked. Uh-huh. Ah. Do people watch it because there's a lot of uh, hot flesh on there? Uh huh, ah, right, just like we watch soap operas in the daytime. Uh-huh. Hey Billy, just keep your mouth shut, Billy. Billy is uh, looking real good on guiding light. If he just doesn't talk, you know he's got that yeah. He's got that little there's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How are you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. I've been thinking about your topic
16: today. Yes. And it made me start to think that, you know, if you start thinking back during the Renaissance period and all during medieval times, yes. what was the best way to keep the sheep in line?
12: You scare them.
4: Mm-hmm.
12: And if you scare them by saying, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to... Religion without place. a hell
3: isn't worth a den, that's what that old Madeleine O'Hare said before she ran off with all the money. Religion without a hell isn't worth a den, nobody's going to be into it. That's, Life that's, after death and uh, heaven and hell, that's what it's that all about. So,
18: that is so true. And you know what, I'm a Julio, I was, I was
12: baptized a Catholic, but you know what, the first thing I've always thought is just, the Bible,
3: Bible. is a good book of fiction. No it's, not no, even it. a, no, it's not even a good book of fiction, it's a twisty and so distorted and warped and full of hate and psychosis, and it makes no sense whatsoever, and contradictions...
1: It tells like a good story, and, and but it, doesn't tell, is, it
3: tells a horrible story.
16: But the thing is, you have to take the you have to take the good things out of it. You have to take the morality parts out of it.
18: You have to take, uh-huh. you know, the parts the parts that say, "Hey, you shouldn't kill people. It's not good." Yeah, but if your but they, if your children
3: are disobedient, they shall surely be stoned to death.
18: You can't but just but you can't
3: be se- like you that. can't be selectively pious. You can't just pick and choose what makes sense and out, out of a book that makes no sense in its totality. You can't do that.
19: Are, are, isn't that what you're doing? You're,
14: you're choosing what makes us do,
3: no, no, right? I, I'm not, no, I'm, that's not what I'm doing at all. I didn't get it out but of a book. I but, got it from common sense. But common sense. I didn't need somebody to write me a book exactly. saying you don't harm other people, you don't steal our property, you I, don't hurt people. That, that doesn't did, require reading a book.
2: I never said I live my life by
16: the
18: book.
14: Yeah.
3: But
18: what I'm saying is you do pick out, just like you do out with any other book, that you can pick up that tells a good story, it teaches morality. Yeah. I mean, I can name a bunch of them out it there. It teaches like, morality teaches,
3: about how all these mean, people had slaves and they were begetting and begetting this one thinking. and that one and everything. all the sodomy that, and the uh, incest that was going on?
16: You're, you're, you're nailing down the, the really you know medieval points, the stuff that really... Medieval points?
3: Out. It's got nothing to do with medieval anything. i got the book right back here. I'll get this I mean, damn book out if you want me to. It's got nothing to do with medieval or anything. It's right in your book. Go read it, pal. Have a great day he's like he's making a little bit of progress, okay? He's taking like one, about a half a baby step, but he can't take the rest of the steps. Throw the book away, okay? Go burn it somewhere. Go have a good time. All these right-wingers are into book burning. There's one that ought to be burned because it's full of sickness and twisted crap. Oh, disobedient children shall surely be stoned to death. Well, that sounds great, and that's coming right from God himself, that loving God who loves us. But, boy, he gets pissed off, and every time he gets pissed off, his wrath shall wax hot because...
5: Pissed off gets me fired up when
3: I hear someone say that. That's right. That's right there at the beginning of Genesis. That's what God says. And that's why his wrath is waxing hot. Some days it's so hot, even uh, listens to Waxy. He's the one. Until you heard Raniere on there doing that ooga-booga.
4: You get a lot of bitch.
0: Bill Rogers on Sports Hole
4: Radio,
0: W Q Hey, baby, come play with my shlong. It may be hanging down, but you can take a big
5: and long. Okay! Hey, baby, come play with my shlong. You don't have to swallow, I have a washcloth aiming to flee when you're going down on me, mm.
4: oh yeah,
5: wearing designer pads upon your knees?
4: Mm. you've got my hormone
5: too. in, whoa, here, here I come, come. they F- in a F- F- yeah. mm. to
4: oh yeah,
5: Who's your daddy now? Hey, baby, hey, baby, baby, on.
3: 115 is 560, WQM. We got the Hank Goldberg Show at Shula Steak 2 at 2 o'clock. We got the Booster at 6, and then we got the uh, Padres in Atlanta, 745 tonight. We're getting to the big stuff. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir.
17: How you doing, sir? Can you can you sign me up for uh,
3: DNH? Okay, you're number 5,000. This thing is growing like Topsy, man.
17: All right, awesome. Hey, sir, I um, just want to change the subject of religion, something, something else that affects all of us. About 25 minutes ago on CNBC, yes. uh, General Reno was on there talking about how the uh, Department of Justice has just filed an antitrust lawsuit against MasterCard and Visa. She was saying something or other about that because they're both owned by the same company or something or other about they're both owned by the same banks or something. But it really yes. it affects all of us.
19: So, what
3: does that mean?
17: Well, just a part of the big scam, but just the antitrust uh the, the monopoly.
3: so are we' we going to get some money back?
17: I, I don't know. she she went gibber jabbers, yeah, yeah, right, right. she was
3: gibber jabber, and she does that very well. She gibber jabbers a lot.
17: Well, like I said, I didn't understand all i didn't I didn't get on the all to the uh technical stuff or whatever, but I caught the gist of it, yeah, but um anyway, I have a shameless request. Yes, sir. okay, next break. can you play Casey Kasem? which one um the one that he where he's cursing, okay. All right, also, Neil? Yes? Try Gilbert's uh, World in the Ben and Jerry's. What is it? It's called Gilbert's World.
3: Oh, Gilbert. I thought you said Gilbert's World. I was <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, pal. Get out of here. I thought he said Gilbert. Doesn't it sound like he said Gilbert's World? <laughs> I'll pass on that. My favorite moment of our thing at uh, last Saturday when we were at the Borders over by the uh, Galleria was when Gilbert, right after he sang the National Anthem. Where the hell is it? Oh, no. Right after he's saying, I mean, when I say national anthem, well, I'm stalling for time. After he's saying, take me out to the ball game, and he said, you
19: "Thought that I was stupid, stupid," and
3: everybody in unison said, "Uh huh." Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello.
1: Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, good show, interesting show. I respect your opinion. Uh, let me speak for a minute. Yes. Um, I'd like, uh, I'd like for you to go to the New Testament of the Bible, and um, you know that gives a good message. Read what is, uh, what is that? Read John 3.16. And, uh, oh, are you going to start with
3: that again? You've been, you've been going to too many football games. Uh, for like hey, John Neil, all right, follow my
1: logic for one minute, okay?
3: Mm-hmm. See, before you go on with your logic, let me just say this one thing to you, okay? Okay. People who drive around with a little fish on the back of their car yeah. and people who go to sporting events holding up these signs, John 3.16, these are intolerant people who should not be there. They're unacceptable to me because they're flaunting their beliefs, which they're entitled to believe whatever they want. They're flaunting them in places where it doesn't belong. That's I, don't right. want, I don't want somebody out there I, sticking their religion in my nose when I'm driving my car on the uh, highway that I help pay for with my tax money. And I certainly don't want somebody when I go to pay to go to a ball game holding up well, religious signs of any kind or denomination.
1: Well, God gave us free will. You know? Yeah know? Right. Yeah
3: we can. I mean we we can. Sir, do you realize how stupid that is? God is omniscient. That means He knows He knows everything. Right. And so He knew the outcome of all the decisions ahead of time.
1: Right. Well, me, how
3: how can that Neil, be right and man had free will?
1: Neil, let me ask. All right. I, I agree with you about... No, no, no sir, you said you, about about you all wanted to have a
3: conversation. Yes, listen, yes, Well, listen to me. I want right. you to answer my question. If yes. God knows ahead of time what the... He knows everything ahead of time. Right. How could he give man free will when he knew ahead of time what choices man would make? How could he have been dismayed and distraught that they made the wrong choices when he already knew? Why did he tempt them? Why yes. did he put? Why did he? Why did he give them the chance I, to fail when he knew if given the chance they would fail?
1: Right. I do not know the answer to that question. I couldn't pretend to know the answer to that question. Well, how can you Here's, believe
3: something that makes so little sense?
1: I know something you don't know. Yes. Yes. I have had. There's a difference between religion and the spiritual world. I've had a. I've and had what a, is
3: a spiritual world? Sir. That is
1: your relationship with God uh-huh. and, and Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've had that i I believe well, like what, what does that mean well, what that means is that that we replies that you know that he was our creator does that make i mean
3: it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever first of all, when you say he what has he got like two eyes and a mouth and a nose has he uh, got a big uh, tail like the devil what what is that he business
1: well let me let me say this Neil. i be, do you believe that we were created by a a, a power bigger than ourselves? Absolutely
3: not. Absolutely Why do you not.
1: Why do you, I mean, if you look at the, the, you, you ask you ask
3: me a question, I give you right. an answer. Right, I just so keep you, on all right. talking. All
1: right, you do not believe in of God. Of course not. Right, okay. All right. Uh, how could
3: anybody believe in anything so silly?
1: Well, I mean, uh, what is your answer?
3: My answer to what?
1: To uh, how we're here.
3: My answer to how we're here. How, yes. how about if I give you three words, okay?
1: Yes. I don't know. All right, well, so you don't know.
3: Right? Yes, and so I'm not going to make make up some ridiculous story that somebody (laughs) else... I mean,
1: if you're telling me you don't know how we're here... Yes. Okay. And, so, yeah,
3: and let me take it one step further. Yeah. I don't know and I don't care. Well, All I okay. know is that I am here and I'm gonna okay. make the best of it. Okay. Absolutely. I don't care about trying to explore things for which I could never have the answer that happened millions and billions of years ago. You know, what, we can't even listen, in and our life side, we can't even we can't even conceive what a thousand years is like okay. Right. A hundred years maybe because some right. people live a little over a hundred years right. but a thousand years is beyond our ability to understand to right. cope with okay. So I the understand. concept of understanding of, of dealing with millions of years or billions of yeah. years is is so far beyond our scope to understand. Right. Then what's the what's the point?
1: Well, the point is, you know, there are things that we don't know.
3: Yeah. Right. Oh well, that's good. That's you know, that's a good start.
1: We, we, there are things that you and I don't know. And uh, let me, what your DNA? That's a good thing. Now, where did our where did our moral standards come from? The Bible, correct?
3: Of course not.
1: I, thou shalt not kill. All the things that you're Sir, saying. Let me say it
3: again. Let me yeah. say it. before these silly old men wrote that stuff down. Right? Uh-huh. Civilized people, which there were some actually back then, just through common sense, right. understood those things. Right. But the same book that you're talking about, I'll repeat it again, it's only one example, Right. says disobedient children shall surely be stoned to death.
1: That's in the yeah. Old Testament, Dale. Yeah. Okay, and people people, How were on, people again, you're, pick,
3: you're picking and choosing? You can't have the New Testament without the Old Testament because I,
15: Jesus was a Jew.
1: It's all point Hey, Jesus was a Jew. You yeah. bet. You bet he was. And so? he came now... Follow my logic for one minute. I respect your opinion. Did, did
3: Jesus refute any of the Old Testament? All right, let me no, just follow yes, sir, my logic. Sir, I want you to answer my question. Okay. Did is... Jesus anywhere in the scriptures refute anything that it says in the Old Testament?
1: Uh, I don't know. Was he I don't know you if he was asked in Matthew to Matthew five seventeen. Hey, Neil? Yes. I don't know if he was asked to. I mean, did somebody
14: ask
3: well, him no, that? Okay. Well, if he, if he had a purpose of giving the people the, the real word about what, uh, what what salvation is all about, if, if there was something in there that was wrong, of course he would have said uh, he would have done it. But he didn't do it.
1: Neil, he came to be an example of how to live. And he, he talked about the same thing about religion. That
3: you're. Sir, about. I want to tell you something. Yeah. There's a very, very high probability that there was never any such person as Jesus Christ, okay?
1: Well, I mean, you know, that's... You know, that's an opinion.
3: No, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. There's a very high probability okay. that he never existed.
1: Huh? Well, I mean, that's something, you know, that 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 obviously is your opinion, or there is an opinion of people that that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, let me, you know. Let me just, ask you this. Who let killed, me get back to killed, one thing. Who
3: killed President Kennedy?
1: Who killed President Kennedy? Yeah. I don't know for sure. Now, when I, did that happen? That happened in 1963.
3: Right. That's 35 years ago, Right. 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 Now, how can you be so positive about something that allegedly happened 2,000 years ago?
1: Well, because I've had a, 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 a spiritual experience. I won't use religion because, that's, you, know, because re, you know, religion is, has problems because men and women are in charge well, of it.
3: What is a spiritual experience? Well, I, Actually, I'll, tell I'll, you what that okay, is. Okay,
1: I'll tell you. I used to think like you did, okay? And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But, what, but I also,
7: I used to uh, I used to drink alcohol for 30 years.
3: Oh, okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Wow. We finally got to the bottom line. From one addiction to another. Right. Say hi to our friends over there at Paxton who were all there over in there before we got out. All those recovering alcoholics. I'm not knocking recovering alcoholics, okay, but if you would have said that at the very beginning of the call and we could have gone through the whole 13-step program and we could have saved a hell of a lot of time. And if that's what helps you make it through the day without a little bit of whatever, more power to you, okay? Maybe it'll help me stop eating uh, sugar and starch. Maybe I should pick up the good book. Okay, let's go back here and get the Bible. Okay, I'm holding the Bible right here. The Old Testament, the New Testament, is it in here? I'm squeezing it. I got my hands on it and the Bible too. And I'm still on starch and sugar. How do you like that? Isn't that sad? Didn't work. Well, I haven't worked that hard enough yet, okay? I haven't even got to the first step, much less the second one. Oh, my God. I apologize profusely to myself. But like I said, you know, I give these people a ton of time because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the punchline. And the punchline was a recovering alcoholic and therefore, uh, you know, et cetera and so on. Great. Here's a lady in uh, West Palm. Hello.
14: Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi. um,
8: My name's Tyler. This is Neil, right? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, good. Uh, Hang uh, on one second.
3: Sure. Okay, let's see if that made the echo go away. It works like a charm. Yes, go ahead. Okay.
8: Well, um, I agree with your new religion, and but I'm also uh, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I do think is uh, quite important.
14: What what does that mean? A
3: personal relationship? Does he come over for dinner?
8: No, he's alive and well in Planet Heaven. (laughs) But uh, you know, Planet Heaven? Planet
3: Heaven or Planet Planet, Heaven?
8: Planet Heaven. Hell's under the uh, ground, four thousand miles down.
3: Under the ground, he's down there with Pat Boone. The journey to the center of the uh, earth.
8: Hell, yeah. Hell's in the in the center of the earth. That's why they say that center of the earth is like a molten, hot plastic. Yeah. That's where hell is. Uh
4: huh.
8: And uh, you know, the lake of fires down there too. Oh yeah. Know.
4: Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
8: So um, I, but I agree about you know if everybody would do no harm to everybody else, that would be great. Except that there is a real devil and there is evil in the world. There's a
3: real devil. How come God doesn't get rid of the devil, man?
8: Well. Uh, the devil he can't get rid of the devil because he he abides by his own laws. If he said something if he says something, he's not going to go back on.
3: It. How about how about when he got rid of all of mankind except uh, Noah and his family with the ark? When he got pissed off because man was acting pretty goofy and didn't like it. Uh, what do you mean he can't go back on his own word? He changes his mind all the time. Well,
8: he didn't he didn't change his right there. He he never said that he wouldn't destroy mankind until. Yeah. Well, what kind of a loving Noah.
3: what kind of a loving God destroys mankind instead of looking down and waving his magic finger and makes man obedient and stop doing all the crapping around? What man? What what kind of a sick creature are you talking about that you place your faith in that just will. Nilly-nilly keeps destroying all this life that he well, created.
8: He, God the Father. Sounds like a mad
3: professor to me.
8: There's God the Father, and then there's the Son, Jesus. Okay, thank
3: you. She's not responding like you'd expect, because she can't. We have an open line at Broward. five ten, And it's, it's sad. These are living and breathing people, and they're just repeating by rote. The same crap that's been pounded into their heads since they were little children. Oh, and God, the Father, and the Son, and Hail Mary, Holy Mother of God, bada, 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 Yeah, right. Say 6,000 Hail Marys, and we can stop all this bull. Say 200,000 Hail Marys, and it'll keep you off the street. You're rubbing the rosary beads, and Father O'Toole's in there, and he's rubbing something else. So I guarantee you that right now. Because he wants to alter your life. Well, what answer do you have? I don't have any answers. I don't want any answers. I don't really give a crap. Doesn't interest me in the least bit. It'd be like winding up in uh, the middle of downtown Manhattan without a car, without any clothing, without but you got uh, you know in your in your wallet you got uh, five million dollars in cold cash somehow. You just wake up one day and there you are, in a plush penthouse suite at some hotel in Manhattan. Now are you going to say to yourself, How did I get here? Where did I come from? No, you're going to go out there and have a good time, or you're going to hop on a plane and go wherever the hell you want to go. That's it.
0: Remember, this is the best of Neil Rogers. no calls today. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 Qam. It's all been previously recorded. The best of Neil on 560 Qam. Neil.
15: white folks hate the black folks and the black folks hate the white folks to hate all but the right folks is an old established rule but during national brotherhood week national brotherhood week lena horn and sheriff clark are dancing cheek to cheek it's fun to eulogize the people you despise as long as you don't let them in your school Poor folks hate the rich folks and the rich folks hate the poor folks all of my folks hate all of your folks it's American as apple pie oh. your ex- National Brotherhood Week National Brotherhood Week New Yorkers love the Puerto Ricans cause it's very chic step up and shake the hand of someone you can't stand you can tolerate them if you try Protestants hate the Catholics, and the Catholics hate the Protestants, and the Hindus hate the Muslims, and everybody hates the Jews, but during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, national, everyone smile at one anotherhood week, be nice to people who are inferior to you, it's only for a week, so have no fear, be grateful that it doesn't last all year.
7: That's the American fucking way You
3: said it, Sweetheart 133 at 560 WQAM Here's a mobile and Homestead Hello Hello Yes, sir
16: Neil, I've been following your advice and thinking for myself and it's provoked two questions for you Yes, sir Uh, The first is um, you know, you uh, are encouraging all of the older people in Dade County to
13: get out because it would improve the county um, significantly. I'm um, what? You are encouraging all of the old people to when, get out of the County. I,
3: when did I say that?
16: Oh, frequently. But no, one don't. of the problems with Dade County is that there are so many old no, people. No, that's Broward
3: County. You got it backwards here. That's Broward.
19: Well, Broward or Dade. No, Broward. I mean, in essence, it's the same.
3: Yes. No, it's I, not the same. Not at all.
19: Well, I've seen a couple of pictures of you, and you don't appear to be a teenager to me. Yeah, I'm, and listen, I'm, just curious I'm a teenager how old you compared are.
3: to you. I'm a teenager. Well, what, what does that have to do with anything?
19: Well, I mean, if you fall into the category
18: of one of those old people, are you going to take your own advice and get out of town?
3: Well, oh, I'll be out of this town long before I ever become a senior citizen, I'll guarantee you that.
18: I think you've been saying that for a while, haven't you,
3: Neil? Sure, I've been saying it for 22 and a half years, and I'll say it again. Broward County is an outdoor funeral parlor, that's right.
16: All right, second question. The demographics here
3: are skewed. They're upside down. This is not a real community. You can't go to any other city in the world, a real city, a real metropolitan area, and see such a disproportionate number of old people, not, nowhere.
18: Question two. Yes, sir. And I'm, and I'm not trying to bait you. But no, you oh,
3: obviously not. Not after the first co- part of the conversation. Obviously not.
17: Uh, you and your sidekick. You're, side side like
3: you're such, uh, such a great thinker, yes.
17: Are, you know, are obviously yeah. anti-religious. Very, very
3: that, much so, yes.
17: Very, okay. Am, entitled to be,
3: am I entitled to be on the air expressing that viewpoint? Of
15: course you are.
3: Okay, and I will. Of course you are. And I do.
15: But my question is,
3: yes.
18: why then do you wear a yarmulke? Because it's a, a joke, sir, symbol? and if you're
3: too stupid to understand it, because it's a joke, and if you, don't get the, uh, if you don't get the symbolism of it, then I can't help you. I thought you said that I had taught you to think for yourself. Gornish Telfan in your case, okay? That's exactly why I wear it, to point out how silly it looks and how ridiculous it is. Got it? And you understand it? No. No, he doesn't get it. Well, he's got the Dayton and Broward backwards, so you know what can I say? In addition to which, I'm not wearing a skull cap anymore. I'm wearing a nice baseball cap now. That's part of the D N H. Do no harm. You wear a baseball cap with whatever uh, cute postcard uh, taped to the top you want. Maybe it's a uh, postcard with a pregnant pope on there. Maybe it's this one. That would be good. The one that says, "Would he be more careful?" It was him that was uh, that got pregnant. It says the rhythm method. It's not infallible, but then who is? How do you like that? There's the pregnant Pope. What a pregnant idea. Either that or he just had one whale of a meal. Maybe too much fish food for the Pope. Maybe too many kielbases, huh? Maybe too many pierogies there. Lots of Polish food will make you balloon up like a, like a maniac, like a walrus. Don't you love those pedantic old guys like this one? The pedantic ones who talk down to you like they're so articulate and so intelligent. And then they turn out to be total bozos. It's a joke, sir. The Yarmulke is a joke. It's a it's a satire. Do you understand what that means? No. Okay. Thank you. Mobile in Miami. Hello.
12: Hello, Neil. Yes, Good sir. Good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon, sir.
12: I kept me on hold so damn long. <laughs> hey, how you doing today?
3: Okay.
17: Um, listen, I would You'd like to. Do you have like to... some
3: pressing engagement or something? You were not going like, anywhere.
17: I'd like to uh, to join uh, your organization. Yes. Organization. And
3: organization.
17: I'd also like to sign up my two children and my, my wife. Be oh. four of us. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay,
3: we're up to 6,000 now.
17: <laughs> thanks, Neil, you're, you, you know, you're the best. Listen, I'm, I was flipping around the uh, station last night, uh, the TV, And uh, there was some guy, uh, John Staffel, you know, the reporter. He was on ABC, he was talking about um, John Assel.: Yeah.
10: They were talking about these people who are channelers. They channel other people from other oh, yeah. uh, worlds and all that. Uh-huh. And how this one guy and this one gentleman from Brazil had hoaxed so many people into believing that uh, he was channeling some guy who was like two, three hundred years old. The the guy,
17: the yeah. The
10: guy uh, would be in one room and he would be uh,
17: telling him the answers, and the media would be mm-hmm. asking these answers and stu- uh, these questions. And it was so hilarious. And when it came out that it was all a hoax, this was like maybe 10 years ago, maybe yeah. 15 years ago, that these people still believed it. They were well, sure. like, no, it can't be. It's just it like the people be.
3: that are still sending money to Jimmy Swagger, That's right. You
17: know, it, it was unbelievable how these people just... No, it's just,
3: very believable.
12: Oh, they, all right. Well, yeah, you're right. How these people just do like...
13: The they man, would do anything the they
12: could in the, the world. House. Yeah. <laughs> to believe this guy and then they came out Well, let me let me one,
3: let me tell you one thing. Was, sir, just keep this in mind. It's good for making money sometime in the future. There's a lot of dummies out there. Just keep one that in of mind. The
10: problems was, Neil, was the media because nobody nobody would take and
16: uh investigate this guy.
4: Mm-hmm.
16: And one of the things that they said that he did was
17: that his his uh heart would stop when this guy channeled through him. And the guy showed the trick of what they would do. They would put this little rubber ball on his ribs. And he would push it while this nurse was taking his pulse, mm-hmm. and it stopped it. It was such a joke. It was yeah. so hilarious. Well, anybody I who did...
3: believes that crap has definitely got rubber hey, balls. Neil, have a yes sir in closing. Neil? Yes.
0: I love you. Okay. The Neil Rogers Show now exclusively on 560 QAM. Well, let's have a drink. Alright. Nothing but blue hands. TV. Blue hands on blue sheets, and they got nice on their feet. I never saw the house smelling so nice, now I'll have to lower my asking price.
15: Nothing but containers lying on beds. all of them weird.
0: All of them dead, yes, blue hands waving bye bye, going to Syria's, seriously die. Alright, let's, let's do it. it.
4: Sixteen and they did.
3: Sixteen. How about some Kool-Aid? Now, huh? come on, let's go. How about some uh, pudding? Ow! We have an open line in date one in Broward, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. We want bumper stickers, we want buttons, we want paraphernalia, what? What? Hello?
12: Hello? Oh,
3: there you go. Here's here's this great courageous old fart that's bugging George all day calling 10 million times, the raggedy old voice that's going to get me off the air and I should die for me. To die. But you don't have the balls to go on the air. Isn't that something, you cowardly piece of turd? Isn't that beautiful? You turd. Nice. What does that tell you? You know what it sounds like to me when you come right when you cut away all the bullcrap. You know what it sounds like? He's an enjeu provocateur. Exactly, a crap disturber. Don't have any balls, do you, pal? Don't want to go on here and have all your good friends out there, both of them, hear your voice and have you uh, show what an asshole you are to the universe. Show your big, fat, ugly, pimply. to the world. Deerfield Beach. Hello.
17: The you believe you're going.
3: Okay, let's go to that wasn't him, was it? Oh, that was just an asshole. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello.
17: Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you
13: doing? Kind of
14: like Woody. Okay.
13: Good. I I agree with you a thousand percent on what you're talking about today. Yes. I I got something I think you'll find funny. I was just pulling onto the highway and I saw one of these big billboards. Yeah. You see those signs from God?
3: And I haven't seen any of them yet. I had a lot of calls about them and I read that thing in the paper. <laughs> I haven't seen any yet, thanks. Well, one Thank of them says, Oh God! On, it says on
13: Commercial Boulevard if. You keep using my name in vain, I'll make your rush hour longer.
3: Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that great? That, well, that's typical. That's the kind of God they invented. He's a sadist. He likes uh, making life miserable for it, God damn it. Well, who pays for that? Does God himself pay for that? God has paid for it. That's right. He said, $50. and he put up a bunch of billboards.
10: <laughs> I thought I'd let you know that, Neil.
3: Okay, thanks for the good news. Thank you. And bless you, my child. Oh, God. Bless you. We have an open line in Broward, two and Dade. They all come out, all the good religionists,
9: if you believe that way, you're going to burn in
3: hell. Yeah. All those good people. And, of course, that makes my point for me. I love it. No, seriously, they, they make your point for you. You're going to burn in hell, you evil. Yeah, you're evil. Right. There you go. Just like uh, Tom Lear was singing before, the Protestants and the Catholics and the Jews and the Arabs and this one and that one, all killing each other for thousands of years now, and we still can't learn our lesson to just be people. And DNH do no harm and just leave everybody hell alone and stop teaching and breeding hatred and intolerance and stupidity, because that's what it's all about.
5: Oh, but the good book says,
3: yeah, children who are disobedient shall surely be stoned to death. Oy! Can you imagine that today? Can you imagine all the uh, TV shows we could have on there? We could make Whammy the stoning station, and they might get an audience. All those bratty little kids that are doing all those evil things. Just like every 15 minutes, we'll stone another one to death. Right there on channel or whatever it is. Yeah, that's it. Oh, God. Now, that's, uh, we don't waste any time with stones, because the kids are all stoned. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello.
12: Neil. Yes, sir. Enjoy the show. Good, good discussion today. Uh, my point would hand. be this. I don't believe that uh, man born with a sense of, of conscience, or as you're calling it, common sense. So, He's not? Uh, my question with the DNA.
3: He's not born uh, with common sense?
12: No, I mean, common sense or conscience is learned. It's, it's taught. And that would be the role of religion, um, is to define. So let me let me ask you and... let me
3: ask you this question: Do you ever have a dog in your life? No, I have not. But you but you you've been around dogs, I'm sure, right? Right,
15: right.
3: Now, when you're around uh, other people's dogs, for example, do those dogs bite off your hand?
13: Not necessarily,
3: no. No, I don't mean not necessarily, but do they do it? No, no, they don't do that. Do they attack you? Do they rip your uh, neck off? Do they open up uh, big gouges of bloody wounds in your body?
2: Well, some might try if they're if they're brought up to No, no, that no. no. A...
3: We're talking about dogs that are inbred for that. We're not talking about pit bulls. I'm talking about your average ordinary no, domestic dog. No, they don't. And why is that?
15: Because hopefully because they upbringing
3: uh from no, no, their no, owner. There, there is no you can't sit down and say to a dog cuz I have two dogs I've raised them since they were little puppies, okay? You can't say to a dog, um, don't chew this guy's hand off. The dog instinctively knows certain things at birth, instinctively knows right from wrong. Animals breed, right? Does right. somebody teach animals the facts of life, the birds and the bees? Of course no. not, because they know it instinctively. But my point is There are you're certain things that are sense. instinctive, right. and they're the but, basic knowing right from wrong, you don't have to read it in a book. Okay, you know, well, I know, you know that if I have a car, you don't take the keys and drive away with it. That's but, common sense, it has, and you're born with that. Nobody has to teach you that.
12: To you, it is because because of your upbringing. But let's let's do an example that's a little more uh, not so clear. You like to gamble, right? You go to the track, and you like to, as you call it, plunge your brains out. No, you I don't plunge the,
3: my. Brain. I like to gamble a little bit. Yeah.
12: You have the means to do that. Yeah. So let's say a, a man with a family goes to the track and spends his last hundred dollars that was supposed to go for groceries. Now, has he harmed his family?
3: what, what, uh, when does, that, what out, does that have to do with what we're talking about? Because what I'm saying
12: is you're, somebody you're talking has talking
3: about to, a guy that's got, that's got a compulsive gambling habit, just no, like this other guy has a compulsive has, drinking habit. What does that got to do with uh, with common sense?
12: You Neil, know, somebody has to define what harm is, and that that is the role that religion takes. Religion defines No, harm. No,
3: sir, that is not the role religion takes. That's the role that... Want, so sir, let me confidence. say it to you again very clearly. Read my lips. That's the role that the law takes, not religion. That's the role of the law to define what's right from wrong, not religion.
14: But just like the Christian scientists,
3: like this one over in Tampa a few days ago that let their little kid, uh, two-year-old kid die after he got the bee things, just like that disgusting thing. That's not the rule of religion, and it's been overruled by the law in this country time and time again, and hopefully always will be. Because just because people are crazy with their religious bubble mice and superstition doesn't give them a right to do harm to their children.
12: You're right, but religion will t- people who believe in the religious foundation of law will tell you that law came out of religion, not the other way around. And so you always have to have some defining um, set of rules. Law and, came and out if of if what religion,
3: it, sir? Law came out of what religion? Well,
12: what the Ten Commandments are the basis for all law is what a Christian is. Are they really?
3: All laws in the world came from the Ten Commandments? How trade, about the, how,
12: trade how trade I mean, Sir, though.
3: let me ask you this: How did the uh, Asians uh, learn about the Ten Commandments? Where, were, where was the Old Testament in, the, uh, in Asia?
2: Well, I
12: don't. I'm not. No, I haven't been to church in three years, so I'm just telling you though. Yeah. So, No matter what, was murder
3: murder ever legal in Asia in Chinese or Japanese society? Was it ever legal because they didn't know the Ten Commandments? So somebody defined in their society. Somebody defined it, but how could they possibly define it unless it was just common sense?
15: I don't know the answer to that but what I'm telling you is people are going to well, come How, to you how and can, you can we have like a
3: con- com- sir, How can we have a conversation? I'm trying desperately, especially with people who disagree with me. I'm trying desperately because I'm speaking I'm not in-
2: disagreeing. I'm just telling you that you will but have But you won't respond. You, you, you won't, respond. You you won't answer
3: to, my questions.
15: You have to define harm and you can't define what harm is to everybody and say and everybody agrees. So that's where
3: Well, well so let me let me ask you this. Where what what where's the where's the gray, where's the gray area about doing harm to another person? Where's the gray area?
15: Because what's harmful to you, you because of your
3: are no, and talk- your you're just, Sir, just a minute. You're talking about people with compulsive gambling problems. No, it's oh, gotta... not.
1: But, but to the gambler, does he see that that's harmful?
2: No, maybe not.
3: Of so course he does, he does. When well, he goes home and he can't pay his bills and his family is starving to death, of course he does. That's and that, and that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Do no harm. If he's, he's harming his family. If he's you know, harming it's his family. What is it? To you, that's common sense. To the gambler who's compulsive, it's not. No, so he knows. Sir, you're wrong. He knows it. When he goes not back and he keeps he getting it, deeper and deeper, it. sir, you don't want you're not, you don't want to have a conversation because you make no sense. Do no harm, and when you're harming yourself or other people, I mean, if you want to harm yourself, that's your own business, I guess. But when it affects other people, that's harm. It's not some big gray area that uh, we have to have a goddamn committee on and have a big discussion about. It's very, it's common sense. It's not complicated. Now, here's my good friend in Miami Beach. You think he's actually going to hold on? Hello. Miami Beach,
12: Rochester Rogers.
3: Yeah, Rochester Miami Rogers. Beach yes. You're and off the air. I'm what? You are off. I'm off the air. Guess what? I'll, I'll be, be back tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. What is it? You're off. No, I'm not off. You'll be in the Rascal House by New Year's Eve. Yeah. And where, where, where will you be? Where will you be at the Camillo's You're house? You're going to the Rascal House. Yeah. You'd be long. You'd be long, busting
16: tables like a good little boy.
3: Yeah. Like roger, a good yeah, little boy? Little let me ask you like something. It. Do you have a mental like, problem? So you're obviously, you're listen roger- oh, this Oh, this guy's not worth, worth wasting time with. I thought it was somebody like, uh, you know, interesting. This guy's not worth wasting There's Just some old, disgusting, decrepit piece of crap on the beach. All I can say is, you turd. Give me a break. You didn't even let him on long enough to call you a faggot. I, I don't care about that, but this guy's worth uh, waiting uh, online. This guy's 110. He's got four feet in the grave, this guy. Jesus Christ, there's uh, babies being put in dumpsters, this old fart's taking up space. Deerfield, hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
14: Yeah, 15 years ago
3: in
18: Montreal, there was a guy who had a radio program, a sports program called Ted Teethan. Yes. All of a sudden, every uh, time there was a Canadian hockey game on, in between periods, some guy would call up and start giving an analysis of the game. You know who that guy was? Ron Roosh. Well, let me tell you something. Three months later... After six years on the air, Ted Keevan gets fired, and who takes his job? Ron Roosh. Yeah. The guy stole his job from him.
3: What, what does that have to do with do I have no idea because who that I is. hear
18: all of a sudden Ron Roosh calling your program. Who's
3: Ron Roosh? Which caller is Ron Roosh?
18: Ron Roosh is the guy who gives the uh, hockey games.
3: Who gives the hockey games what?
18: Who, who analyzes the hockey games. He's the announcer, isn't he?
3: No, he's not. We don't have anybody here named Ron Rush. Not Ron Roosh, uh, the other guy. Yeah, okay, whatever you say. Go back to Montreal, okay, you crazy old frog. Get back to your show. hook this guy up with the other one. With the old lunatic on the beach, man, a match made in heaven. Woo! Here's a mo- mobile in Miami. Hello.
19: Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Do me a favor. Neil, forget all those guys. Those guys are a bunch of uh, punches and schmuckers, especially that guy from Miami Beach. Neil, could you do me a favor? Could you give me a little Larry King?
3: You. Here's our friend, the ex nun. Hello. Hi, Dale. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Okay, I got one minute.
8: Uh, then very quickly, let me tell you why I'm an ex nun. Because if I had to teach one more child, the hell, Mary was going to scream.
14: Mm-hmm.
8: And that's the reason why I got out of the convent because I couldn't, I really couldn't, in conscience, try and take young minds and put them into that particular uh, frame of mind.
14: Mm-hmm.
8: So
3: that's it.
14: Okay. Okay. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah, bye bye.
3: There's our friend the ex nun. she got out of it because she knew it was a bad habit. That's right. And she got tired of shaving her head ball too, by the way. So anyway, that's going to do. Did we have one caller on here today that made any sense? In, uh, no. Of course not. DNH, we want bumper stickers. We want uh, pins. We want signs. We want billboards. Do no harm, man. No. Very common sense. Do no harm. That's it. That's our new deal. Doesn't cost you a dime to join. Don't have to rush to temple, the church. You don't have to pay any dues, any fees, send any money to any uh, faith healers. What is it? Hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, Hank?
13: Oh, I got a story for you. Okay. Love. Uh, I got a call yesterday from a reporter in Las Vegas. So you'll never guess who's out there buying up businesses. What I mean, family do you think that's
3: moving into Las Vegas? <laughs> the Gotti family. <laughs> no. Go south. Not Wayne Hypinga. Oh, yeah. Wayne is buying up stuff in Vegas, auto dealerships and waste management. Oh my God! Well, we'll have to look for a new place to go, I guess. (laughs) Used to be a fun joint. Why not? I'm going to use him as a contact. Get comp. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he'll give you a comp. (laughs) Remember the end of uh, what was the hell was that movie where James Conn was in the uh, James Woods was in the uh, what? uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Oh yeah. Was in the garbage truck at the end. Yeah, I'll wind up with some hacked up hooker and some roadside. Wind up like Rob, old, uh, old Zidhead. That's right. <laughs> Unbelievable.
12: Thought so you'd like that one.
3: So, when's the uh, deal going to be finalized?
12: When's he uh, making the deal? I don't know. They uh, they called me and asked me to check on it from this end. You know that uh, that they had heard out there that they he'd been seen out there and. And uh, was seen in the company of Steve Wynn. Yeah, and uh, that he was looking to no, acquire. Which, to by I'm... the way, if
3: he's acquiring auto dealerships out there, that's yeah. nothing
12: different from what he's been doing. But, but maybe
3: seasons. the good news is that means he's getting out of here. Wouldn't that be great? No, he, he doesn't. Oh, oh yeah, to move the family out west. Right. So oh, my gets, God, you finally gave us a ray of hope. He's going to move, pick up the whole damn thing, move out there. He's going Because we know he wants to unload the Panthers. He's already got the Marlin deal basically done. He gets rid of the Panthers, and then uh, the uh, Dolphins will be after that.
13: No, nah, he keeps the Dolphins.
3: But from Maybe, uh, from maybe he distance. could leave the Pantangeles behind, you know, just to look at Frankie Pantangeles, there you go. He's small potatoes, just like Wayne. <laughs> okay, thanks for the good news, Hank. All right. Okay, and thanks by the way for pulling the hell out of our pizza loft last night. We did a great job. We had a oh, beautiful good. turnout. Yeah, I'm. Okay, so here. Hanks coming up next, and then we got uh, what do we got? The booster at six, and we got the big ball game tonight. Should be one whale of a pitching series. San Diego, Atlanta, seven forty-five.
0: The Neil Rogers Show now on five sixty WQAM, oh. Miami, Fort Lauderdale.